We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And now, Overnight Scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Good morning everyone and we're all set up for the Battle of the West next Sunday. Parramatta versus Penrith in what's going to be a tremendous grand final. Can't wait for it. Of course, yesterday, unfortunately, the Swannies went down to a terrific Geelong side, to be fair. They've won 16 in a row and Geelong too good at the MCG in the AFL grand final. 20 goals, 13, 133. Defeated Sydney, 8-4-52. But now our attention goes to the NRL grand final next Sunday after the two prelims this weekend in Townsville on Friday night. Parramatta, I think, you know, to be fair, divide the odds, beating the Cowboys 24-20. And last night, the Panthers down 12-0 until four minutes before halftime, scored two tries to get back to 12-all at halftime, and they defeated South Sydney 34-12 at a core stadium, setting up for this huge blockbuster next Sunday. Dean Ritchie, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Wow. Can Mm. you believe it? The Battle of the West. First time in rugby league history. The two powerhouses from Western Sydney. And it will be going off from Penrith to Parramatta, Jamistown to Wentworthville. That's it. Tickets too, Ray, just incidentally, go on sale to club members, 10am Monday. Now, how does this work, Dennis? Because there's a lot Tuesday of Tuesday for the general public. Yeah. So how does it work on Monday for members? Uh, you, you get a little code, you don't you? You a code. Yeah, now we had trouble getting the code Correct. a couple of weeks ago, so I hope that works. And a lot of members had similar issues. So they go on sale at 10am and there's a block for both clubs, yes. I understand. Yes, And then the GA goes on sale for the, the public on, on Tuesday morning. It will be a sellout, right? Yeah. It will be absolutely pumping. It's the grand final. The NRL, no doubt, would have wanted. Uh, who wins? After watching Penrith in that second half last night, right? You can't help but think that the Panthers will start raging hot favourites mm. to go back-to-back. Back. OK. What about Parramatta, though? To be fair, that first half, they, they didn't play well, but they hung in. Um, I've never seen Mitchell Moses in successive kicks put the ball um, over the over the sideline on the full in successive kicks. They were off in that first half, but somehow they dug deep, hung in. Same scoreline in both prelims, 12-all at half-time. Second half, the Parramatta big guns really stood up. So to win up there in Townsville... Massive confidence booster. And, Dino, I've got to give Freddie Fittler a rap here because way back at the start of the final series on the Friday night, Penrith played Parramatta 
at, at Penrith and Channel 9 were doing the preview on the news and Freddie said, I'm tipping Penrith tonight at home, but somehow I've got a feeling these two teams will meet again in the final series. There's only one way that could have happened, the GF. Yeah, he was spot on there, Freddie. I thought the Eels, as you say, came home like a train. Uh, Regan Campbell, Gillard, two tries. Sean Lane, oh, absolutely playing out of his skin. Second he half. Yeah. can play this grand final, Ray. Go home and pack his bags. Zorba picked it weeks ago. He's going to the World Cup. Mitchell Moses, of course, uh, couldn't be there for the birth of his mm. first child. Uh, he will play in his first grand final. It's got a million stories and a million subplots, Ray. And the whole week will be alive in, 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 the, in the west of Sydney. Mm. And it's great for the game. Uh, and let's just hope it's a ripping grand final because I'm sure it will be. It'll be sold out within minutes on Monday morning. How many grand finals for you, Dino? Oh, gee, Ray, covering for the Telegraph, this would be 33, 34. Yeah. Mate, I'm sorry, I've forgotten. Did you get it last year when the COVID? No, that was okay. the, the first one I've missed. That broke the streak, For yeah. many, many years. So, so how did your grand final week look from here on in, mate? Uh, there'll be media opportunities from both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be the Dally M's. There'll be uh, joint press conferences. Each club will put up players during the week, probably their entire squad. So... I've always said, Ray, the players have to embrace the week, enjoy mm. the week, enjoy the media attention. Go out and, and, and be with the fans when you can. Don't stay at home and be a hermit. Mm. This is the one week in your life that so you'll hard treasure. To make them. So hard to make And them. you will mm. remember it forever. There's probably 30 players, Ray, who may not play in a grand final again. Mm. So go and enjoy the week. Really embrace it. Get out in your community and really get amongst the fans and... and, and, and Support the game and enjoy every single second. Do you enjoy Grand Final Week? Love it. Yeah. Love it. I know your workload gets intensified, but this is what you work all year for. Isn't I'm it, more worried about one thing, Ray. Mm. What's going to happen in your house? It's, it's, it's going to be What disaster. is going to happen at home? Will there be no talkies? Oh, no, no. We're okay. But we, we made a pact that if we both make the GF, you just got to bear it for your side because normally we don't say anything when we watch Benrith play Parramatta. I don't know how I'm going to go this week. Uh, the hardest part's going to be getting tickets. We've, we'll be, Tanya will be on the phone first thing tomorrow morning. Was it 10 o'clock, Dino? 10, 10 o'clock. o'clock. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Battle of the West, holy hell, but both teams are through. Can we, can we talk about firstly the Cowboys? Um, some people are tipping Todd Payton to win Coach of the Year. They've had a tremendous season. I know they're probably disappointed to lose that game. They're up 20 points to 12, and they were controlling that football game deep into the second half. Full credit to Parramatta. But the Cowboys' season? Uh, wonderful season. Mm. I think Todd Payton should be Coach of the Year. Do uh, you? I think, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think Craig Fitzgibbon's done a wonderful job as well. But I think from where we thought... Cronulla would finish and where we thought the Cowboys would finish pre-season is incredibly different, right? I think most people thought Cronulla would be around maybe 7, 8, 9, 10, where I think with the Cowboys they thought it would be 14, 15, yeah, 16. Yeah, yep. So for him to get them to a prelim, they, I, I thought they were home, right? I must admit it, 20 to 12, mm-hmm. they had all the momentum. And I thought Parramatta at that point looked a little fatigued. Mm. They looked a bit hot, they looked unsettled. Things weren't going their way. I thought the Cowboys were progressing. Yeah. But Parramatta, to their credit, they found they something. Tough. I don't Jeez, know how tough. or where, yeah. but they found it. They're very, very good. Um, and last night, South Sydney, 12-0 up, 36 minutes gone in the first half. They were controlling that football game. Penrith, rubber the green, seemed to be going against them and had three tries disallowed. Nothing seemed to be going right. Yet four tries... Uh, 
in the last four minutes, two tries, sorry, in the last four minutes of that first half, particularly that Brian Toto try, that 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 turned the game, obviously, Dino. But what did you make of South Sydney? Yeah, I thought at 12-0, Ray, they... I wouldn't say they were in control, but you mm. could feel an upset was looming. Yeah, yeah. And it was the first time Penrith had been off the bit under that sort of pressure. At that point, they'd had three, trials, uh, three tries disallowed, Ray. Uh, I thought South had to get into the sheds, Ray, at 12-0 or 12-6. Mm. But that try to Toto, he put the ball down, Ray, with four seconds it's to go. And I said at the time, I said, that is the killer blow. Yeah. I don't see South coming back from that. And they didn't. Yeah, and they, and they shouldn't have scored, really. South had the defensive line there. So 32... Kickout's an interesting one too, right? I was going to ask you about Kickout and Luai just yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's very interesting. It was a shoulder charge, no doubt about it. Uh, but did he, hit him in the, did he hit him in, in the chest? I oh, know it's a shoulder charge, but I think the guy was injured when Fisher-Harris came across over the top. Yeah, it was Campbell-Graham. It was certainly a shoulder charge, but as far as I could see, it didn't make contact with the head. Yep. And that is crucial in determining his grading. So, so what do you think, Peter? Uh, look, I think under the revised judiciary rules where they now deem bigger games to be uh, more important in terms of gradings, yep. I think he will be okay to play. I, I hope he is, right? I really do. Yeah. I know rules are rules yeah. and we have to stick by them. But I'm hoping it'll be a low-grade charge and he can get away with it. Uh, Luai? Uh, Jerome Luai too. Yeah. High shot. I can't see it being any more than a grade one. It wasn't bad. And mm. Look, I just hope, as I said, we have to adhere to rules, Ray. We can't change the rules for big occasions. But I think we yep. all want a guy like Viliami Kikau out there on grand final You want, you want the best players. And you want the stars. That, what, what are you hearing about Taylor May and that hamstring? Uh, I think he'll be okay. Wow. I think he'll be okay. But don't take that as gospel yet. Yep. There's a lot of work to be done between... Now and then. And, and a lot of discussion about Parramatta's 17. That they won't change it. I know Jake Arthur always seems to get brought up, the poor kid. But he, he'll stick with that 17, won't he, Brad Arthur? Yeah, Tom Opacek, I'd imagine, would probably come Will back Will he be in. fit? Yeah. I think so, Ray. Yeah, again, there's a lot of days and a lot of treatment, a lot of physio to be done between now and next Sunday. But I think Opacek might be okay to come back in. So there might be just a minor alteration to that Parramatta side. Yeah, no, it's going to be a fascinating week. I know you, you'll you be as busy as anything. Dino, yesterday I was at the races. I didn't get to see much of the AFL Grand Final, but every time I looked up, the Cats were scoring again. And I think they just blew the Swans off off the park, literally in that first quarter. And they had their, they use a cliche, Dino, foot on their throat and they didn't let up. Yeah, it was a complete performance, wasn't it, Ray? I watched mm. the entire game. It was, it became embarrassing. They're a good and side, I, Geelong. I don't like fair. to say that in being a derogatory toward the Swan, but the Swans, but it became embarrassing, Ray. Mm. Toward the end there, the crowd had gone flat. Yeah. The, the, the margin Contest was like 81 over. points or something. It just got to the ridiculous stage. It was 41-6 a quarter time. You got the feeling right then, Ray, and I'm not an AFL buff. Mm. You are, I'm not, but... They just couldn't get the ball, Swans. They couldn't get into the game. Uh, the Cats kept putting a lot of pressure on Sydney. I think it was over a quarter time. Yeah, no, they're, they're a great side. 16 in a row suggests that. Disappointing for Sydney. Geelong, 133. Uh, Swannies, 52. So disappointing there for the Swans. Sorry, Dan. I did want to say um, yeah. Sam Reid. The yeah. injury gamble mm. didn't pay off for Sydney. Longmire admitted he, he made a mistake. He was subbed out. Yeah. Uh, Joel Selwood, four flags. The indications were that he might retire. The yep. Geelong, great. 
did notice too a lot of manufactured Sydney Swans fans around town last week. Uh, Everyone loves a winner, don't they? Oh, you eat the bandwagon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've seen a lot of even people that I know going, go Swannies, and I'm thinking... Hang on. Well, you had to go for the Swannies if you You've never been to a game in your life. <laughs> you had to go for You the wouldn't know what the rules are. I tell you who um, I was happy to see whenever I wanted the Swans to win, but um, Patrick Dangerfield. He'd never, he, as great a player His as he is, one. he'd never won a grand final at any level of football, even as a kid. So he finally gets that that um, grand final win. And the Cats, to be fair, best team all year, 16 in a row, minor premiers, and won the big one. I will say something, Ray. Uh, Robbie Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pre-game entertainment. He was wonderful. Yep. A lovely song in tribute to Shane Warne and also to John Farnham. Yep. So it was quite brilliant. It was quite moving. Delta Goodrum uh, came on as well. And sadly, it was probably the highlight of the day. Oh, 100,000 people the G is pretty good. Hey, Jimmy Barnes next Sunday night. Yeah, I know. Let it rip. What do, rec- what do you reckon Barnes will do? What do you reckon he'll sing? Oh, he'll have to sing Working Class Man. Will he open up with that? I think so. Yeah. We do maybe a, ca- a cold we do chisel song? We do a case, son. I hope so. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? I hope so. And I, 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 given that um, Barnsley's had a hit single with Farnsley, so to speak, he might do his own John Farnham uh, sort of tribute as well. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think of what chisel songs I could sing. K-Sand. Yeah. Flame Standard Trees. on the outro. Flame Trees. You, you can't go wrong with Jimmy Barnes. No. Yeah, I know you, Robbie Williams is a big headline act, but Jimmy Barnes and Rugby League just seem to work he, so well. He's what we're about in Rugby yeah. League. He's working class, so to speak. And Had some shockers over the years, but he's a fail-safe. Go, Jimmy. Yeah. I think um, I think that rivalry will really go to a new level this week, that mm. parrot, because Penrith have always been known as the uh, the little brothers, mm. and it irritates them. <laughs> they don't like it. I'll tell you one more thing, Ray, about the Panthers. This is their third grand final in mm. succession. This is their window. They are at the peak of their powers. They've lost one. They've won one. I think they'll win next week if you're asking me for a tip, and mm. I'll ask you for your tip later on. But if Penrith get beaten and the window closes with one win, that is an opportunity blown, in my opinion. If you're a par- on the other side of the ledger, if you're a Parramatta fan, this is your window too because Correct. a lot of the some of these players are leaving this club, some really important players like Reid Marnie and and et cetera, et cetera, leaving the club end of this year. So this is their opportunity as well. So both clubs can, end of the day, Dana, they've made the grand final. It's so difficult to make. For Pennant to make three in a row is a tremendous effort. Um, for Parramatta to get through that, everyone talks about that, the, um, the, the longest drought in the NRL. So Parramatta fans will be desperate for the win. South Sydney, five consecutive prelims, one grand final. They lost that. They've been knocked out of the prelim stage again. But... For, for South, say, they'd look back on this season and say pretty well done as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, they lost a few of their early games, Ray. Latrell's out for a while. Uh, a bit up and down there in the mm. middle. So for them to surge home into a prelim was a successful year. I just get the feeling, Ray, that they just eventually ran out of steam. That's what Demetrio was saying. Just yeah, they just ran out, out of yeah. steam. With a week to go, they just couldn't quite muster they up out of, one more. Out of troops and... Yeah. One more uh, surge. Okay, just one quick one, Dino. Um, I don't want to talk the negatives, but we should bring it up. Milne's head high on uh, Spencer Lenu. Does that look bad? What's he looking at? Yeah, I'd say looking at three, four, potentially five if he... Old-fashioned stiff arm, wasn't Yeah, it, it was an old-fashioned... It was a direct contact to the head, and mm. I think he had to go, Ray. It was a, it was a bad one. I'm glad it you know, didn't get ugly on the sideline. It felt like it was brewing mm. when um, Spencer stayed on the sideline and they held... Uh, Tane Mill back from going up the tunnel and it had that powder keg feel to it but thankfully officials got around both yeah. players and 
calm was restored. Should make mention to Api Corusa when he came on 20 minutes in the first half, which is the way um, Cleary often uses um, Api. Almost changed the game. Got Penrith back in the game. Scored their first try. Just the difference around the ruck he makes, you know, and, and the vision he's got and the little gaps he finds and the space it gives Cleary, more importantly. It gives Cleary that little bit of extra time because his passing from dummy half is so good. He's brilliant. I think he's about the best uh, dummy half in the game now, Ray. I really do. He's fantastic. I love Mick Ennis's, um line. He says, Appy lies with his eyes. <laughs> very, He'll very look good. one way, go the other. His footwork. He's got, uh, he's got it all. Mm. And the try last night was a massive turning point too, I thought. Ray, we should touch on the Bledisloe. Oh. 40 to 14. It was 32 nil at one point. Player sent off early. We had two Changes in the bin. The uh, you know what, Ray? Um, it was another weak effort from the Wallabies. They were pretty bad. But I think they were flattened yeah. by that last-minute yeah. loss in Melbourne last week. Mm. Yeah, no. It's, uh, uh, when, we, when did we last win at Eden Park? Was when Parramatta last won a premiership? I think it was 86, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, same year. So. Now, Ray Racing at Rose Hill, Golden Rose, heart-stopping win. Mm. Um, Golden Pendant was run, Nimbley won that. Yeah, Jackano was outstanding Jackano. in the Golden Rose. I hope we'll get Mick Price. Sure, he's a big day of racing at Sandown today. Mick, of course, is a co-trainer of I'm Thunderstruck, who takes on Zaki. He wasn't at Rose Hill yesterday, but I did call uh, Mick after the race. And his line to me was, if Jackano gets into the Everest, they'll, they'll run. If the owners want to go there, he's happy to set the horse for the race. He, he was outstanding yesterday, Dino, because you don't see horses do that very often in sprint races at Rose Hill. Coming that wide as he was, almost down the outside fence, in secret looked home for all money. And he has produced an incredible finishing burst. Um, his sire... Um, is Rubik. Now, Rubik's side, yes, 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 who ran second in a Golden Rose in 2019 and then won the Everest, the only three-year-old to do so. So it's a bit of um, synergy there with Jackano. He was outstanding. Nimmerly, very, very brave and a thrilling finish to the, the Golden Pendant. Hopefully we'll talk to um, his trainer, Matt Smith, a little later. Good day also for for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Do you know they trained a, a feature race, Double Grove Ferry, Won the, the Colin Stephen. He was tough in that. He's likely to back up in the Metro. Surf Dancer got the job done in the Shannon Stakes, but unlikely to back up next week. They're looking more towards the big dance on Melbourne Cup Day with Surf Dancer. He's already qualified. And as I mentioned, Sandown today, Dino, big race meeting with the Group 1 Underwood Stakes. Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, um, taking on Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside. Uh, Grove Ferry and Economics also economics. secured some wins yesterday. Yeah, economics was really good in a race called the Heritage Stakes. And look, I know every time a horse wins a feature um, sprint, there's talk about the Everest, but it did come up again post-race that, uh, gee, that was only his third start. Yes, so that, that's probably a bridge too far for economics. But Aquas hold a slot. They are, they race economics. He's a high-profile cult now. So um, who knows? They, they may they may go that way. Right. Also, <coughs> excuse me, just want to mention the Super League mm. grand final overnight. St. Helens, 24, Leeds Rhinos, 12. Is that four in a row, St. Helens? Yeah, four in a row. And Christian Wolf has been in charge of three of those. Wow. So, of course, uh, Christian will be Wayne Bennett's assistant from next year. So, for Christian Wolf to go across there, Ray, and join a side that had already won a premiership, but he got Mm. nothing to Mm. gain, everything to lose. Yeah. And then they go bang, 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 three in a row. Extraordinary Mm. effort. So, great, great win there to St. Helens and a big 
day there also for Christian Wolf. Just quickly, do you know the Prime Minister's 13 play tonight against Papua New Guinea? They do, up there in uh, Brisbane. It's a fairly handy side. Game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cherry Evans is there. Uh, I think Benny Hunt's playing. There's some handy players in that PM's 13. And it will also be an audition for the World Cup. Correct, yeah. And also the NRLW semi-finals today. The Knights take on the Dragons at 2.05pm. Roosters take on the Eels at 4.05pm. Of course, they're both at Suncorp leading into the Prime Minister's 13 game, which potentially leads into our talk topic, Dino. Which is great... Finals moments. Finals yeah. moments. Now, it can be anything. It can be rugby league. can be a tennis final you played. So or great a moments that final. you've experienced in finals. Could be under sevens win, whatever it was. Okay. When I was a little tacker, right? Here we go. Many, many moons ago, I was a Mad East fan. Okay. Loved the Chooks. And I remember as... <laughs> thank you, Hamish. I remember as a little fella... You were a Horry Hastings man, weren't you? Yeah, I yeah. think it might have been the maybe the first game in colour. Mm. The 75 grand final. Oh, you had to bring it It moulded me as a kid in terms of my love for rugby league mm. and I might add it was a record breaking 38-0 win win with three points the, for a try yeah. over the Dragons Changa's white the, boots Changa's white boots one of the players that day for the Roosters was the great Ron Coote who will be our guest today after nine o'clock nine grand finals what a player Ronnie Coote was so I'll go 75 as something that stayed with me forever and really uh, made my love of rugby league come true. Yeah, now great finals moments. I can see where you're coming from there. Ronnie Coote, nine grand finals, won six of them. Can't wait to talk to him about his grand final experiences after nine o'clock. Dino, for me, I'd probably say was getting to see Roger Federer win Wimbledon in 2012 because I had never been there before and then get to cover that and to see one of the all-time greats win at Wimbledon was pretty special so we'd love to hear your thoughts on great finals moments and it can be anything could be your kids moment exactly could be, could be you the... scoring the match winning try for Dubbo Sims whatever it is let us know what your thoughts are on great finals moments on 13 53 53 SMS 0419 767272 listen to Dino and Ray on our grand final eve show G'day, it's Dave Stanley. Make sure you check in to Racing HQ for everything that's good about racing. Bjorn Baker, and speaking of the Everest, I mean, is overpass your number one seed. Are you excited by Saturday taking on these big guns? Yeah, for sure. Uh, excited, a little bit anxious as well. He, he's going to have to go to another level. We're aware of that, but his work's been super. I think he's had a perfect preparation. We've had two space trials and uh, there's nowhere to hide, but he is very well. I think he's ready to run up a great. Racing HQ, Tuesday to Friday from 9am on Sky Sports Radio. Lionel, what a long face. Mum, my team was robbed. Why don't the refs see what's going on? They don't have a Samsung QLED. Yep, Quantum Dots technology, Mum. Amazing images. Or an LG QLED. Nanocell Tech, the purest red, green and blue colours. Well, that's most teams. Everyone needs a big screen TV for the footy finals. You'll see everything. Even the bad decisions look good. Can I say that? You just did. Check out our huge deals on big screen TVs at Bingley. Bingley, better living every day. Get live racing on tap this spring carnival with the new Tab app. See every earth-shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts and a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help 1-800-858-858. The all-new Nissan Qashqai. 
X-Trail and Pathfinder arrive in Australia soon. Demand for these all-new SUVs is high, so visit your Nissan dealer today to place your order. HQ Insurance gives you peace of mind with 24-hour fall cover and no excess on life-saving surgery claims, plus optional extended fall policy until the 2024 yearling sales. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. from Verimli. Well back in the field running on as impulsive with Hermesian but it's Jamie Carzanzek classic an easy win. Saracen Knight has beaten Verimli third. I think we'll go to Hermesian, Port Guillaume and King of the Castle late. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. That was Jamie Carr. She had a huge day at Mornington yesterday, winning five races, uh, including the feature. And she also won the Group 1 on Friday night on Cool and Gatter. She had a tremendous weekend. Plenty of highlights at Rose Hill yesterday. Dinner. We'll go straight into the Collins, Stephen. Grove Ferry puts himself in the Metropolitan frame with a tough staying performance. Fun facts, wings in front, Cardra de Noir pounced, Grow Ferry pounced as well. And Grow Ferry moved up on the outside of Cardra de Noir. They beat off Fun Fact. Grow Ferry gets ahead, a neck in front to Cardra de Noir. Herman Hess two lengths away, coming off heels. Grow Ferry just in front of Cardra de Noir. It's Grow Ferry ahead in front to Cardra de Noir. Grow Ferry, brave victory. Grow Ferry ahead on the line to Cardra de Noir. Herman Hess closing into the third. There's plenty of merit in that win, Dino. Five weeks between runs. 2,400 metres, first time he's won at that trip, did a really good job and uh, he's a horse now he'll back up into the Metrop next week. On to the Heritage Stakes, this is a new star on the rise, Economics. It's Semyon just in front, but Economics quickly moved up on the outside and takes the lead clearly. Economics has raced two lengths clear from Semyon, Wingardium, Hawaii 5-0 going through the middle, but Economics is well clear inside the 100 metres from Opal Ridge and Hawaii 5-0 and Economics off some sharp trials. Way too good in the Heritage Stakes. What it by two lengths to Opal Ridge, Hawaii 5-0 in third. Yeah, magnificent looking colt ridden by Chad Schofield, trained by Annabelle Neesham. We'll hear a lot more about economics. On to the golden pendant. Gee, she's tough, Nimalee. Mirror Vision stoked up in third, then Papali from Palazapan. Dynasty's back on the rails and then came Catlin. 300 metres to run, Expat shows the way from Nimali, who's just about on terms. Papali going through the centre. Palazapan's heading the line hard on the outside and Palazapan moved up to join Nimali. Nimali the inside, Palazapan the outside, nose and nose to the wire. Nimali just, I think Nimali a nose there to Palazapan. Papali the inside, third. Yeah, it was some finish, and those two ran one, two. Nimali and Palisapan both came from the extreme outside barriers and fought out the finish. Nimali could back up next week in the Epsom Handicap. We'll talk to trainer Matthew Smith a little later on the show about plans for Nimali. On to the Golden Rose. Boy, what a spectacular win, Jackano. Zoo Tiger being eyeballed by Golden Mile. Golden Mile moved up. Really serving it up to Zoo Tiger. Two lengths away to Paris Dior. In secret going back to the inside. She's got a job to pick up. It's Golden Mile just in front of Zoo Tiger. A length away to in secret. Golden Mile. Zoo Tiger in secret. Jacano storming home. In secret up the fence. Jacano wide out. Jacano. Jacano got up with a heart stopping victory in the Golden Rose to knock off in secret. Followed by 
Zoo Tiger, Golden Marlin at for third. Yeah, looked home in secret when she burst through on the inside, but Jack and O's win was outstanding. Hopefully we'll catch up to Mick Price shortly and just see what his plans are with Jack and O, if the Everest is indeed on the horizon. Then the Shannon Stakes and Surf Dancer caps off a terrific day for the Waterhouse Bot Stable. Ellsberg turns in front of Surf Dancer, who's called upon in second. Old Flame moves into third, and then came a tissue down the outside. Surf Dancer moved up to join Ellsberg. A length away to Old Flame, then Big Boy ruined a tissue. It's Surf Dancer, a half three quarters in front to Ellsberg and Old Flame. But Surf Dancer's going strongly, and Surf Dancer goes on to beat Old Flame. Ellsberg third, then Kerwin's Lane further back. Dr. Yeah, he's a tough horse as well, Surf Dancer. Unlike it about Back up in the Epsom, but most likely now to head towards the big dance. Plenty of highlights there at Rose Hill yesterday, and of course, racing today, Bathurst and Port Macquarie and the big group one at Sandown. Dino, Mark's on the line. Mark, good morning. G'day, Ray. G'day, dog. How are you, Mark? What do you got for us, mate? Matey, um, when, I, when I was a bit younger, my dad took me out to the AMK Cup final. Wow. What many, year? Many moons ago. Oh, I remember East was playing. Russell Fairfax, was yeah, that Russell year? Russell Fairfax with that long hair running down the wing right next to us. I think they played in, I reckon it might have been almost back-to-back, 77, 78. Yeah. One was they beat the Dragons, I think, Ray. Did he break his leg in one of them, Fairfax? He might have, yeah. yeah. And the other one was the um, famous one where Beecham put Fairfax through a hole, chipped over the top of the fullback, Brilliant. regathered, scored, but then missed the kick to win the game. Uh, is that the year you were there, Mark? Can you remember? Oh, or? Lady, I just remember Russell Fairfax running mm. past me under mile an hour. Isn't it funny, though, Mark, how things just, when you're a kid, you absorb things. And I can't remember what I did last week, right? But yet I can remember things like <laughs> Mark in the special moments at footy yeah. games with your father. And yeah. they certainly um, stay in your psyche, don't they, Mark, when you're young well, and, and impressionable? Well, I can remember when I was 10, you know, that dad was a mad uh, and George supporter, and I was a mad and George supporter. And in 1975. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've hated these. <laughs> <laughs> Can that you remember what you did last week, Mark? Uh, I am sick. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like us. Hey, good on you, Mark. That's great memories. Then I remember... Um, sitting, that's Mark there talking about his great finals moment. I remember sitting at Penrith Park. Um, in the mid-70s when the Panthers actually defeated that great east side 19-9. But back in those days, everyone used to drive themselves to the ground. Okay, And then I remember Fairfax and Schubert with their long blonde hair came in and had to walk around the back of the, of the um, goalposts, around the other side to what was then the only grandstand at Penrith Park. They got mobbed. It took them an hour to rock get about, about 200 metres because they were literally rock stars. Plenty of SMSs, Dino? Yeah, there's one here from Scotty from Forestville. I think it might be a mate of mine, Scotty Larson, if you're listening, Larso, which you are. Good morning. Hey, lads. Uh, working out here at Warwick Farm, being a shy lad, it was the Fafita try in 16 Right in front of us, of course, he's referring yeah. to our talk topic of memorable Sharky's finals winning. moments. Yeah. Uh, Siegel, Jeff says, hey, boys, mine was the 2008 40 nil grand final and Beaver scoring the late try. It was one of the great rugby league mm. moments. Milne reckons, uh, sorry, Michael reckons Milne should get 10 weeks, Dino. I think 10's probably over the top. Worst I'm thinking one four, five is one here from Cole visiting from Grafton. Bulldog's breathless whispering delivery is grating. Cole, 
visiting from Grafton. Well, Cole, you go back to Grafton. Off you go. <laughs> hey, um, Cole, I've got the microphone. You don't. So hey, see you later. Steve from Rudy Hills chimed in. We were talking earlier what songs Barnsley might sing um, next Sunday. He says he's got to sing Ain't No Second Prize, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that'd be it. It's a good one, Steve. That'd be it. Uh, another one here, I guess Brad Arthur has got a job for one more week. Well done to him. <laughs> Brad Arthur, right? He, He's it's an extraordinary situation, isn't it? How he, he, he cops all this criticism yeah. and this scrutiny. And I, I guess going into the finals, there was talk that Brad couldn't get him there. but And then after week one, I guess that speculation increased. But you've got to give it to him. He's, He's got to do a job. GF. He's done a good job. Gavin from Maitland. Morning, Rain Dino. The 1997 finals, Newcastle played North Sydney. In that game, Matt Sears made a break. Looked certain to score, but a flying Darren Albert came from the clouds to make a brilliant try-saving tackle. That's my talk topic. Good on you, Gavin. Yeah, remember that tackle yeah. very, very well. And, of course, it was only a week or two later that Darren Albert the great try in yeah. history with that last-minute win over Manly. Okay, then I'll, I'll tell you what, we better take a quick break because we're looking forward to talking to Mick Price, who trained Jack and O. But also, we'd love to hear your thoughts on um, great finals moments on 135353. SMS 0419767272. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's Postmortem with Dean Lester. The evolution of Nature Strip, I think, is just remarkable from that precocious sort of course that we didn't know what we were going to get. Chris Roots. Taken four years and he's now just the perfect racehorse and it's going to take a good one to beat him in the Everest. Glenn Munsey. Whoever is in charge of getting him ready to let him go back into the stables of Chris Waller, I, I think they've done an outstanding job. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing, headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom. Surround yourself with world-class thoroughbreds, fashion and food for a spectacular carnival celebration. Enjoy a day of majestic racing, then party with rock royalty at an electric performance from Australia's ultimate Queen tribute band, Tab Epsom Day, where stories are made. Saturday, October 1st, Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au. Lano, if you buy a Dyson vacuum at Bing Lee, what do you save? You save effort, Mum. They make cleaning your home easier. Yes, but... And they're built to last, so that saves replacing them. What else do you save? Oh, yeah, our Dyson deals. Keep going. Save $100 on the V15 Detect Absolute, Dyson's most powerful cordless. Save $100 on the Outsize Absolute and save $200 on the V10. Right now, at Bing Lee. You got that eventually, Lano. Thanks, Mum. You just need supervision. Bing Lee, better living every day. Just went to Bottle Mart. How would you like your whiskey, hun? Well, that depends on what whiskey you bought. They had Grand Stripperwood 700ml for $41.99. Well, I would like that fine beverage served on the rocks with a twist of orange peel, please, my dear. Orange peel? It brings out the spicy vanilla sweetness. I'll have mine poured over ice with cola and an orange wedge. It's so refreshing that way. Ah, true. Two barrels make it good. The third makes it grand. Stripperwood for a smoother taste. One hour delivery available in selected areas. Just download our app. Catalog specials out now at bottlemart.com.au. Just in front of Zoo Tiger, a length away to In Secret. Golden Mile, Zoo Tiger, In Secret. Jackano storming home. In Secret up the fence. Jackano wide out. Jackano. Jackano got up with a heart stopping victory in the Golden Rose to knock off In Secret. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
And welcome back to the show with Ray and Dino. Our talk topic today is great finals moments. And I tell you what, that was a final finishing surge from Jack and I that I won't forget for a long, long time. It was quite spectacular. Trainer, co-trainer Mick Price is on the line. Mick, good morning. Morning, boys. How are you? Terrific. And congratulations, Mick. And, well, mate, to be fair, that was some effort by a really promising Colt and Jack and O. Did, did you think on the home turn where he was... He was a legitimate chance to win the Golden Rose? Well, just knowing his racing style, uh, I thought 1,400 metres, first time 1,400 metres, it gives him a chance to pick them up. And uh, with his racing style, which can be a little bit average, you know, if you want your horse up there, I thought, well, it's not bad for him, actually, because uh, he did have half a dozen horses behind him and he was tacking on to the main group. Mm. So I, did, I actually thought, well, for him, that's not too bad. But I was concerned, I, I don't know, I hear all these things about Rose Hill, but I was concerned that, uh, some, I didn't watch every race, but uh, did horses win outside five and six metres yesterday? Oh, he, he was definitely the widest of them by far. Um, probably the track, to be fair, I think, and reckon Mick played the best it's played for a long, long time, as reflected by the fact that Jack and O came where very few horses come to win at Rose Hill. I think jockeys don't want to go out there. Do yeah, they? yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know, so I see. Uh, so from half mile away from the post, he broke twelve seconds four times, mm. uh, which is pretty good. And I think the right horses in that race look like they had a chance, like in Creek, Golden Mile. You know, those sort of horses they look like. So uh, I'm thinking it was his best win mm. and his first time at fourteen hundred meters, and. Um, what to do with him now would be the question. Yeah, well, I guess, I uh, know I gave you a quick call yesterday and there was a lot of buzz in the, the Rose Hill Mounting Yard post-race about the Everest and Coolmore were certainly making inquiries. Is that now the focus, Mick? Has any definitive decision been made on his next start? Well, funny you should say that. So Lindsay Maxted is the managing owner and uh, he's trying to ring me while I'm talking to you. <laughs> Bloody pesky media blokes driving you mad. But, sorry. But, uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of talk talk about it. And, of course, he did breed this cult part, owns it, and he's Coolmore's um, chairman. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the only thing I would say is that horse uh, for a cult has a little bit of a delicate constitution. I thought, well, let's set him for the Golden Rose because that is a group one and it's 1,400 metres and I don't have to worry about whether he gets a mile or not. And four weeks between runs was going to be good. And, uh, you know, soft trial in between, because that's his constitution. Yeah. And um, so both plays are risky, as in if you run him in the Coolmore, is he going to be good enough? And if you run him in the Caulfield Guinea, he's got to get him back to Melbourne. And within two weeks, he's got to go, go to 1,600 metres. Uh, so the horse has pulled up okay. Uh, you know, he's pulled up fine. Uh, left probably 20% of feed, which is normal. But... Um, I don't know. I'll just uh, speak to Lindsay and see what the boys want to do. And um, um, my opinion would be the easiest physical exercise is for the Everest. And then just got to say, well, could he he win an Everest with nature stripping those horses in it? But um, they told me there's a few vacant slots this year. What does that mean? There's six still. So that means there's a lot up for grabs. And, yeah, no, and does that mean that the class of the race this year, apart from Major Strip and Eduardo and uh, what's the other horse of Snowden's? Uh, um, yeah, yeah but those good horses are sort of sca- good horses are scaring a lot of those other potential runners away. I think at the moment. Well, yeah. 
yeah, my opinion will be that uh, physically speaking, you know, if they're travelling home, you just give him a very light three weeks and have a bit of fun with him and uh, go into the 1,200 and you'll get a very good physical performance from the horse. It's just a matter of whether he can uh, step out and win. But mm. I suppose, uh, yes, 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 did it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, many three-year-olds had a crack at that race? Uh, they have. Um, yes, yes, yes. Of course, he was sired by Rubik, who's the sire of Jack. Yeah. And, uh, he came yeah. off the Golden Rose to win. So it's a bit of synergy there, Mick. Mick, what will you need to do with Jack and O to have him uh, fresh uh, and sharp for an Everest? Not much. Just drop his work back. Um, I spoke to a man up there, Tim Sutty, and just said, look... Uh, you know, he's at Gerald's and Rose Hill's a good place to train and uh, you go on the walker and have a swim and have a pick half an hour in the morning, in the afternoon and uh, just back off him, drop off him and let him forget about uh, let him forget about yesterday and um, he'll be right. Just drop his work back to half mile and, uh, you know, little sprint up uh, every now and again and, you know, he'll turn up in good condition. The horse does not carry one ounce of fat on him mm. and he's a clean-winded horse. Like he pulled up yesterday... Uh, very, very fitness-wise, very, very well, albeit that you wouldn't normally do it with a colt four weeks between runs and a soft trial, you know. I I did scratch my head at that one, but I thought, well, that's what I feel, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it worked, so congratulations to you. Mika, I know you've got a busy day. I want to ask you quickly about about today's underwear, but firstly, um, one of our listeners, old mate from your minor, has asked, can you ask Mick what his plans are for Friday's winner, KGB? KGB uh, trotted up not 100% sound. He has a little spur in his near side knee. He's going to take three months. Three months, bad luck. Yeah, okay. That's all right, he's fine. He doesn't need any operation or anything. He's fine. He's a big, you know, sizable horse and off mm-hmm. the paddock. Might, might need a good break and come back big, bigger and better than ever. Today, of course, the Underwood at Sandown. You've got I'm Thunderstruck, heavyweight clash with, with Zaki, um, with Alligator Blood, with Mr. Brightside. How do you see it today, Mick? Well... I still reckon Alligator Blood will lead. I see stuff in the paper which says, oh, you know, we're going to take a bit of a conservative sit on him and all that. But I don't know about that. Uh, I still think he'll lead. If he doesn't lead, uh, Zaki will lead. Um, Jay Carr, she's not scared to take it up. She'll just ride her horse how she feels. She's not worried about anything else. And then Brightside, and then they'll be asked. And... Uh, there's a few cockies getting around here, boys. Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. Love it. Um, <laughs> he can win. He can win. Thunderstruck mm. uh, can win. Don't worry about him. He's pig in his box this morning, a rear and a go. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a nice race for him. And, uh, you know, you'll see the best of him. And, yeah, it'll be a great race. And I think my horse is spot on. And, that's all I can tell you. Yeah, no, I can't wait for that race. Is at 4.25. Your jockey might earn some travelling expenses too, Mick. He's got the ride on Very Elegant in the Ark on uh, next Sunday, which is tremendous. That's Mark Zara, of course. Hey, Mick, look, congratulations with the win of Jack and O yesterday. It was terrific to watch and big decision to make. Good luck with the next run for Jack and O. Hopefully that's in the Everest. Thanks, Ray. There's Mick Price, co-trainer of Jackano, who was outstanding yesterday. Richie Callender joins us now. Rich, good morning. One of the most brilliant winners of the Golden Rose yesterday, Jackano. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Uh, outstanding win, and I, I think he's a player. If he gets mm. to the, if he goes into a slot in the Everest, he is, he is a player. I thought he was um, the win of the day yesterday. No one wanted to come out in the middle of the track. A few tried, couldn't get anywhere near them, and this horse. Um, <clears throat> Beat the boom horse in secret on the fence. I thought it was an outstanding win. Rich, if Jack and O was yours, 
would you run him in the Everest? Yeah, well, I think Mick Price did the right thing there. He's got the Group One. He's got the mile. <coughs> Pardon me. Takes the money, and um, yeah. although the slot holder and the owners have got a split, the trainer still gets ten percent of the lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, Richard, there is a lot of um, uh, similarities, isn't there, with a, a horse like Yes, Yes, Yes? I know he ran second in the Golden Rose when ridden sort of closer to a speed in a small field. This horse is by Rubik, same sire of Yes, Yes, Yes. He's got a tremendous finishing surge. He might do something like Yes, Yes, Yes did in the in the Everest, sit off a hot speed and come with a late rush. I think Nature's Trip might have run fourth that year and they ran along. I think you're right, fourth, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Real hot speed. Um, I think it's the right three-year-old. If you're looking for a three-year-old, if you're looking for a speed three-year-old, I think you're probably looking in the wrong area because we've already got so much speed in the race. Mm. A horse like... Um, uh, a horse like this that can sit off them, wow, uh, he could just be, um, with the pull on the weight of that little bit, might just be explosive that last furlong. Yeah, I was talking to Bray Sikolsky about Cool and Gatto, and he's sort of lukewarm, even though she won the Moya on Friday night. About <laughs> go- Yeah, no, because she's at one of those sort of speed three-year-olds that you're, you're talking about, right. Rich, you know, so. Right. If Cool and Gatto goes in, I'm not being disrespectful, it'll start a 1,000 to 1, and we'll run last. Yeah, it's it's not in there. It's not. It, it, I, I laughed on Friday night when I heard Cool and Gatter could be in for an Everest slot. Yeah. That'd be laughable. Yeah. Laughable at, at best. It won on an absolute bias dominated thousand meter track at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Would be no, no. I, hmm. I apologise. It'd be three thousand. <laughs> yeah, they're lukewarm anyway, Rich. I was going to say. Hey, um, Rich, they're going to be less than that, right? Because no one will surely <laughs> offer them a slot. Yeah. Well. Can't see it. Still, they've got to fill six somehow, but I think that Colt yesterday, he's right in the mix now with certainly with Coolmore people looking closely. Hey, hey, Rich, um, Nimalee, Maddie Smith, tough as this mare, deserved that win yesterday. She was there to be beaten. She found something again, and real chance she can back up next week in an Epsom. Why did she drift so much? The mm. way that, yeah, we thought that was playing, the, the track was playing that way yesterday, and you thought, well, it's going to be in the right spot if it gets across early. It was a Good to see Regan Bayless ride a couple of winners. Uh, good bloke, good rider, getting opportunities uh, now across the board. And, uh, yeah, Nimbley, the one thing, it, it's it's like um, AFL colleague Collingwood. When you think you've got them beat, find a way to win. It's like Penrith. You, you're down 12 nil, you think they're in trouble. Nimbley, you get to Nimbley, the biggest problem is you've got to get past Nimbley. And uh, great training yeah. effort, too, for Matty Smith. Well done to Matt. Rich, before we let you go, talk topic today. You're great memories mm. of finals could be in a NRL team it could be the finals of cricket even when you played what would be the finals memory that sticks out most for you well first of all Bulldog it's been a long time since I've played and if I told a story about when I played I'd probably embellish it and make it sound a lot better but <laughs> what position I'd, were you by the, by the end of it I would uh, convince myself that I was outstanding uh, well Bulldog I was five foot flat until I I was about 18. I woke up one morning. I grew a foot and I, and I got cat to do on my front and my back. I got hair everywhere. Um, <laughs> but I, um, my, my rugby league memory bulldog is clear cut. One of the greats of rugby league to score a double. But I think it was the late great Scotty Gale, the dropout. Mark Guy comes through, bang. Roy Simmons over, second oh. try in a grand final. And the Panthers win when Greg Alexander kicks the goal to make it 19-12-7 in front. 91. Roy Simmons... Roy Simmons was was the highlight for me. Um, two tries, like he would never score tries, and then scored two in a grand final or something special. I think your daughters are Penrith fans. I've seen you out there a couple of times at Penny Park this year, Richard. Are your daughters Penrith fans or? 
No, well, yeah. when I'll tell you a quick story. When my eldest daughter, Jessica, was born, I sent a text message out to a few people. And about 40 minutes later, Peter Wynn turned up at the hospital with Jess, uh, with Jess on the back of my eldest daughter. And she was a Parramatta fan. My wife said, now, listen. If I have another child, don't be turned up with that Parramatta stuff. <laughs> he said, I'm the West Tigers. So when the next daughter was born, Brooke, Peter Wynn turned up with balloons and Brooke on the West Tigers. So um, Jess got Parramatta. It's been a long waiting. Okay. Oh, let me tell you, mm. um, she wants to be there. I took my youngest daughter to the AFL Grand Final yesterday. And uh, Bulldog, you spoke the right words. After Robbie Williams from there was very much downhill. <laughs> it was all over. Wasn't it? it was disappointing for Swanee's fans. Long way home when you get beaten like that. Hey, Rich, appreciate as always. Thanks for your time on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next Sunday. We'll get your grand final tip next Sunday, Rich. Oh, you don't have to get it, Ray. It's, <laughs> it's Penrith. Okay. Penrith, Penrith, Penrith. I think they've been the best side. But I... I always thought Parramatta were the only side that can probably beat them, and uh, I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be like the AFL one-sided. I, um, I think it'll be a really, really good game. Yeah, can't wait for it next Sunday. Hey, good on you, Rich. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Yeah, boys. Thanks, Richie Callender. He so he's went gone down to Melbourne and watched out, which was unfortunate for all those Swanee fans. As you said, Dino, it was no contest from. Basically quarter time, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was very, very lopsided. A lot of text coming through about our talk topic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, boys. Steve here. My favourite moment was lining up outside the SCG on Grand Final Day at 4am. The gate parties were amazing and the 24 cans, that was the ground limit. Oh. That's that's true, you know. You could take in a case of beer back then, mm. but no more. Yeah. 24 was it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> As if that wouldn't <laughs> be enough. I remember the old days we used to catch the Red Rattler yes. in from Penrith to go to the S. We'd leave at 6 in the morning. Then walk up the hill, get there about eight eight thirty. What time the gates open? Eight o'clock. Yeah, it was very early. For yeah. it. it was more for the, the outer, wasn't it? In the yeah, hill. and you go sit in the hill and you wait for the under twenty threes. I think it was back in those Correct. days, and that'd start about midday. Geez, are great days. But the blokes on the hill, because I was only <laughs> blokes on the hill were drunk by ten o'clock. You know, they passed out, sound asleep. As a young bloke, a bit of a shock, isn't these grown men they collapse? But I can understand you. <laughs> you know, I did that interview with our, our Anthony Albanese a few yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and yeah, he tells yeah. the story when he was a kid. It was the 1971 oh, grand final. Mm. And he was there with his mother on the hill. But he couldn't see. So but all these blokes who were around him who were yeah. intoxicated, but they chucked him up on their shoulders. Oh, okay. So he watched the game from the stranger's shoulders. Remembers it to this day. Uh Never met them before, mm. but they were obviously blokes who just thought, well, he's a little kid on his own with his mother, so I'll chuck him up so he can see the game. I'll tell you a sad story. I went to a cricket. I was sometime mid-70s. I can't remember what it was now. And I was only 10, 12 years old, sitting on the hill with my dad and my brother. And this bloke walked in um, with his son, holding hands at the bottom, walking around the front of the hill. And the poor guy had a ball patch on the top no, of his head. No. Back in those days, you had beer cans. Merciless. It became a target. And oh. once the first bloke started throwing a beer can, I'll never forget it. So I was in shock. One hit him, cut him on the head. He was bleeding everywhere. His little boy was crying and had to take him. It was a really sad moment. I don't know why I thought of that. But you're just thinking about things that stick in your mind. I'll never forget that. So um, it was sad. So they different times back then, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, right? beer cans. One of the reasons why they got rid of the beer cans. Hey, Dan, plenty of scratchings to get through today because there's some big meetings everywhere. Tan's in studio. Tan, good morning. Morning. Morning, everyone. Yes, racing in New South Wales today. We'll look at Bathurst and Port Macquarie. 
obviously sand down in Victoria and a quick look at the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Starting with Bathurst, the weather is fine. The track is soft, seven. The rail is true. Penetrometer 6.1 and 32 scratchings. From race one, take seven, Outback Pat and nine, Pooja. Race two, number three, Brave Boy and nine on the eighth day. From the third, number four, Kimura, 12, Queen of the Stars and 13, Vivalicious. Race four, number three, Dow Sun, five down to earth, eight unholstered, nine Bill Collins and ten I Know a Star. To the fifth, take out two Fox Valley, seven Moresmo and nine eight sides. To race six, number one, Kinship, three Unpredicted, five Nowhere to Look, seven Never Careless, ten Young Heart and the Emergency 18. To race seven, take out two Tarns Prince, four Olympic Theatre, five Intuition, 14 Loving Scylla and the Emergency 17. And race eight, take out two Commando Hunt, three Phillipsburg, four Primal Scream, 13 Pure Fuego, 14 Echo Road and the Emergency 19. That's race eight at Bathurst. Port Macquarie, the weather is fine. The track is a heavy 10. The rail is out three metres and there are 32 scratchings. From race one, take out two, Dante Alieri, four, The Dance, and seven, Diamonds are Trumps. Race two, number two, Honour the Crown, and three, Pendleton. From race three, number one, Edge of Reward, five, Chain of Gold, nine, Osterberg, and ten, Yariki, or something similar. That's one, five, nine, and ten. Race four, take out one, Ice Kitten. Two, Mystic Girl. Three, Dapano. Four, Queen of Elegance. Six, Willow Shy. Eight, Fast Lady. And nine, Moon Glow Miss. Race five, number one, Ambitious Prince. Five, Departing Bullet. Six, Credit Crunch. And the Emergency 13. Race six, number one, The Towers. Seven, Four Egos. 11, Noble Cause, 12, Yarinup Flyer, Emergencies 17 and 18. And from race 7, number 1, Javieron, 5, Moosin Fia, 6, Trumpster, 8, Rubigal, 12, The Outcast and The Emergency 15. That's race 7 at Port Macquarie. Sandown, the weather is fine. The track is a soft 5. The rail is true and 32 scratchings there. Race 1, take out 3 eventually. 7, Madame Dugast, 12, Bubbly Lass, 15, Star Spangled Baby, Emergencies 19 and 20. Race 2, number 4, Mr. Exclusive, 11, Surreal Image, Emergencies 19 and 20. Race 3, number 1, Mayfair Spirit, 2, Sign of Usuri, 7, We Take Manhattan, 9, Miss Gob Kane, 10, Kings Full, 13 Pythagoras, 15 Sione, and the two emergencies there, 19 and 20. From race four, number one, Sibinac, three, Ringmaster, five, Fujita San, eight, Chairman, 10, Muramasa, and 14, Blue Chair Bay. From race five, take out 14, Adelaide Ace. Race six, 16, Queen of Nations, and then the emergencies, 18, 19, and 20. Race 7, the Underwood is clear. Race 8, number 10, 4, home 2. And in race 9, take out 12, it's Tornado Storm.
And quickly to the Sunshine Coast where the weather is fine. The track is a soft five. The rail is true and there are 20 scratchings. Numbers only. Race one, take number six. Number six. Race two is clear. Race three, numbers three and 12. Three and 12. From the fourth, four, six, nine, 13 and 16. Four, six, nine, 13 and 16. Race five, number two, number two. Race six, numbers one, seven and eight. One, seven, eight. From the seventh, seven, eight and 12. Seven, eight, 12. And race eight, take out four, nine, 10, 12 and 15. Four, nine, 10, 12 and 15 from race eight. At the Sunshine Coast. Thanks, Tan. Got through all of those. Cup day at Bathurst today. I think race two, number one, Sky Ace, looks very hard to beat. In the cup, race seven, number three, Cognac for Richard and Will Friedman. Port Macquarie today, race two, number one, Sir Ravenelli, Terry Evans' horse. Pretty short, but should win. Into race five, number three, Day Sun. Each way, here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. While it's been a rough night for Swans fans, celebrations have been going strong in Geelong. The Cats taking home their 10th AFL flag in front of more than 100,000 people packing out the MCG. Fans in Melbourne also celebrating. I don't know, tears, emotion, better than when I had my first child. Our banners fly high from dawn to dark. Down at Cadenia Park. Go, Caddy! Speechless, <laughs> really. Um, yeah, just amazing. The Cats will be at a family day at St Mary's Oval opposite Cardinia Park today and there will be a parade in Geelong on Tuesday. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will fly to Tokyo for former Japanese leader Shinzo Abe's funeral tomorrow after he was assassinated. Mr Albanese will be joined by former Australian Prime Ministers including John Howard, Tony Abbott and Malcolm Turnbull. All three former leaders served while Mr Abe was in office. Mr Albanese described the former Japanese PM as being a true friend of Australia. A five-year-old boy has died after he was swept away in floodwaters in western New South Wales. Katie Fuller reports. Police divers retrieved the body of the young boy in floodwaters at Tullamore. The child's family had been travelling in one of two cars which were swept away while attempting to drive through floods. Two parents and a young boy and girl managed to get out, clinging to trees, before they were rescued. But the five-year-olds became trapped in the submerged car, the water too dangerous for emergency services to get to him. The vehicle has now been retrieved and an investigation is underway. Half a million people in eastern Canada are without power as the region continues to be battered by a huge storm. Fiona is bringing winds of nearly 150 kilometres an hour. Meteorologist Rob Robichard says it's a powerful storm. The impact of having winds that strong for that long, it just creates more stress on everything, like the trees, like structures. So that's why we're particularly concerned about wind, especially in that part of the province. A third consecutive La Nina is expected to cause havoc for the one in five Australians who suffer from hay fever. Wet conditions are ideal for pollen production in plants and grass and thunderstorms are also known to stir up allergens. The University of Queensland's Professor Nick Osborne says we could encounter different varieties of pollen. If the pollen changes, you may actually have a larger episode of both hay fever or potentially uh, exacerbate an existing asthma condition. It's very hard to predict, but we need to be on our guard. 
Rescue teams are continuing to monitor Ocean Beach near Strawn on Tasmania's west coast where over 200 whales beached themselves last week. The crews are concerned that some of the rescued whales could re-beach themselves and the operation to remove the dead whales will begin today, weather permitting. And the Australian Rope Skipping Championships are on this weekend in Darwin with more than 200 athletes taking part. They're hoping to impress the judges and to have the chance to qualify for Team Australia in the 2023 World Jump Rope Championships in the USA. This is Air News. Geelong has finally won their 10th AFL Premiership after coming so close several times over the past decade. The Cats crushed the Swans 133-52. to Coach Chris Scott says he's proud to get the job done with the oldest grand final side in the AFL-VFL history. We, we certainly had our moments where we would sort of question what we were doing and there were plenty of people that were keen to remind us that it was different to the way other clubs go about it. So even now, I kind of think, well, we'll, we'll just sort of try to do us. Meanwhile, Sydney coach John Longmire apologised to fans. You know, I think in the first half, we had plenty of times to hit the easy one. We didn't, we went long. Whereas in the third quarter, we probably went a bit too aggressive and it cost us dearly at times. To NRL, the Panthers have scored 32 unanswered points to defeat the Rabbitohs 32-12 to and book a spot in their third straight grand final. Penrith back rower Liam Martin says the team's begun stepped up to wrestle back momentum after going 12-0 down in the first half. You know, just the calm heads of like Isaiah Yo, Appy, Nathan, just, you know, just kept the boys controlled, calm and just said like, we'll be right, we can get back into this, just get back into the grind of the footy and um, yeah, just keep working our way back into the game. The Wallabies not happy thrashed 40-14 to by the All Blacks in the second Bledisloe Cup test and Europe leads Team World 6-4 at Tennis's Laver Cup. Australian Independent Radio News. On Gilgandra 87.6 FM, Goulburn 94.3 FM, Byron Bay 87.6 FM and Sydney 1017 AM. This is Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. There's a new place to get it all on tap this spring. And it's in your pocket. The new Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For sport and racing on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Download the Tiger Trade app and experience a better way to master investing with personalized trading tools to suit your needs. Download the Tiger Trade app today. All investments involve risk. In Warunga, a car has crashed on the Pacific Highway at Pierce's Corner with one eastbound lane closed. Hoxton Park, look out for a collision on Hoxton Park Road at Banks Road. The road closed there, heading eastbound. Chatswood, traffic lights are flashing yellow on Albert Avenue at Orchard Road. Make sure you take care there. 
Reducing harmful engine deposits to take you further starts with mobile quality fuel from 7-Eleven. Claims are compared to unadvertised fuel and benefits may vary. Visit 7-Eleven.com.au for T's and C's. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. And we'll start with Sydney. Sunny Sunday coming up, heading for a top of 21 degrees. Melbourne, mostly sunny and 19. Terrific day in Brisbane. Sunny and 27 degrees for Brisbane. Over in Perth, partly cloudy and 19. In Adelaide, rain increasing. Possible storm, top of 20 degrees. Hobart, partly cloudy and 17. Darwin, mostly sunny, a top of 34 today. And in the nation's capital, Canberra, currently just 1.1 degrees. They know chilly start to the day, but mostly sunny Sunday, a top of 18 degrees for Canberra. Cats fans, stand up to your full heart and celebrate this champion team. Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. Go the Mighty Panthers, let's put them to the test. Go the Mighty Mountain Men, we're here to be the best. Yeah, go the Mighty Panthers, there's a chance here to be great. Yeah, Penrith through to their third grand final in succession, Dino, and the countdown to the big one next Sunday. The Panthers have come up a dollar forty favourite head-to-head Parramatta three dollars. Yeah, isn't it a golden era mm. for Sydney's West, right? An absolute golden era. The Penrith Panthers. It's hard enough making one right, but yeah. to back it up to make three successive grand finals—that's some achievement. And their win strike rate in the last three years now. 77 games, they won 66. That's staggering. Nathan Cleary, Ray, has won 51 of 55 games. It's incredible. That is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. We're talking records here that may not be broken. Mm. In the modern era, Ray, you don't play 55 games and win 51. Yeah, but to your point, they they need to win this grand final to clinch that great football team. Um, it's it's their window. But in the same token, it's Parramatta's window too, as I mentioned earlier. They've got some players leaving the club. They have made it through to the grand final. They're trying to win their first since 86. We will play the Parramatta theme song a little bit later in the show. We're not playing favourites here, Dino. So. You think back to the Roosters, Ray, in... Mm. Uh, 2002, three and four. Yes. They made three successive grand finals and they won one. Correct, yeah. So it's still a wonderful effort. I just don't think you get to take your place in history, though, mm. by yeah. winning this one. And it's if you want to be an elite club, like a Parramatta 81, two, three, like Roosters 74, five, you know, Broncos 92, 93, if you want to be in that elite, You've got to win back, at least two in a row. Back to back. Big second hour coming up. Peter Peters will join us shortly. Maddie Smith, trainer Nimalee, will be on the line as well. League Super Quiz. Dino, score check. I've forgotten. I think it's 
18. Wayne has checked in, right? Has he? So I'll let you find Wayne. I Je- will find Wayne. Yeah. Jared Daffy will join us a little later with today's life lesson and also all sporting odds. I just mentioned Penrith $1.40, Parramatta $3 head-to-head for the grand final. Phil Moss will be on shortly also talk the world of football. And coming up next, we'll have Peter Peters. We'll have a ZNZ watch to give away. All you need to do is listen to Peter Peters. And after our chat with Zorba, we'll have a question on something we discussed during the interview. The first person through with the correct answer will win an NRL club watch of their choice. So stay listening to Zorba, who's coming up now. Zorb, good morning. Morning to you, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Let's not forget Manly, 95, 96, 97. They only won mm. in 96, beaten by uh, Newcastle on the bell in 97. Great era for them as well. Zorba, do you agree? And I, I'm not being disrespectful to any of those sides because they are wonderful football teams. But do you think if you only win one of three that you do miss your place as being one of the more famous teams in rugby league? Absolutely. I mean, mm. you've um, you've done the hard work, but you haven't got over the line. And that's what... Uh, Pen- Penrith have got to do next Sunday. Dollar forty. I uh, I don't know whether they should be that short. Para are better than three dollar chance. Mm. I mean, they've um, they've done the job on Penrith a couple of times this year. This is going to be a cracker. Eighty thousand people, um, and I reckon shared probably evenly. Maybe the Blue and Gold Army um, with um, with that drought going back so far for them. Uh, maybe they'll have the um, a little bit of a, an advantage crowd wise. But given fine weather. This is going to be a cracker of a game. And, mm. and it's crazy, really. Um, both sides started their pre-season uh, against each other. So right. they're back mm. where they started. Mm. That's right. Hey, Zorb, you played in grand finals. What what does grand final experience mean to individual teams? And I say that is because Parramatta had just have Ryan Madison, who's played in a grand final winning team. So what does it mean? Is there an edge for Penrith? Um, does Parramatta's team just go in there no fear of failure and just have a crack. As a player, what, what does that grand final experience mean, Zor? No, you've got to be there to okay. know what it's like. And, and and I think that's a great advantage for Penrith. Um, as you said, they're in their third in a row. Um, the teams that have been there know how to prepare. They know themselves what they did right and what they did wrong in their preparation. They won't make that same mistake again. Let's not forget Parramatta um, bubbled over with enthusiasm before they ever won one, and they lost it uh, before they got to the field. So, you know, they're going to have to be um, they're going to have to be really on their game on and off the field this week. You can get caught up in um, in in all of the uh, uh, razzle dazzle around the grand final. Um, Brad Arthur, um, the man who calls himself a bush coach, I thought that was one of the classic <laughs> quotes. Of the weekend, I'm just a bush coach. Yeah. Well, the bush coach has done good. What a what a fantastic job he's done. And of course, cool, calm, collected. Ivan Cleary's been there and done it. Um, Brad Arthur, I don't think he'd be sleeping all that well. Will he go with King Butterfingers, Wonga Blake, on the right wing? No one knows Blake's danger spots and his inability sometimes under the high kick more than the club which set him free. The Clearies, Ivan and Nathan, will have an air raid towards Blake from the kickoff if he plays. Quite frankly, I wouldn't gamble with him. I okay. think they've got cover there, but Brad is uh, is a stickler for his players. He'll probably go with him, I'd say. Um, I wouldn't. What do you reckon, Bulldog? 
Yeah, well, even uh, last night, so I thought, uh, on Friday night, rather, he had a couple of uh, hairy moments, mm. Wunga Blake, and there's no doubt, Zorb, you can't tell me that he won't be thinking about Nathan Cleary throughout the entire week. Absolutely. He won't it sleep. gets into your head, doesn't it? It does. One sleep. And Cleary will know that. Um, it, it'll, it'll be coming his way almost from the kickoff. Um, they'll go there. And, and, of course, in recent games, and we haven't seen that much of him because he was suspended for five. He only played two weeks ago and then again on Friday night. But... Um, uh, what a player. Mm. Uh, he's introduced something different every time. Now we've got the grubber clip, grubber kick, producing tries for himself, tries for his teammates. They don't know where he's going and what he's doing. Uh, look, I, I, I look at this and I think, what a class. Big mobile packs, great goal kickers, speed, power, match winners galore on both sides. The spines, Gutherson, Reed, Reed Marnie. Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses against Dylan Edwards, Happy Coruscant, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Oh, what a brilliant mm. big match. Proven eight they are. Will Cleary not start Happy Coruscant again? I can't believe that he did that, and I still don't know why. All I know is that they were down 12 nil until Happy came on. He's done it he most. He's done it most of the year, Zorb. He's, he's done it most of the year. That's been the plan of attack. Kenny on first, you know? Not at all. No. Well, you've got to start Coruscant. Why not? I, I can't see the point. When he comes on, he changes the game. Mm. I don't know. I, 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 I would start him. I'd play him. He can play 80. He has most of his career. Um, they they looked out of sorts without him. I uh, I don't think the other bloke's up to it, Kenny. Not yet. He may, he may be filling Coruscant's shoes next year, but right now... I'd be I'd be getting happy out there right from the start. I I can't believe how much better they went once he was on the field. Penrith looked clunky uh, without him, and he's got to look at that. He probably will um, tonight, and um, and we'll see where we go from there. Um, great game coming up. Mm. I can't believe um, I, I can't believe that these two sides have uh, have had this destiny all year to meet. Um, they're great rivals. It's going to pack the place. Um, I thought that I thought the Parramatta showed great heart to come back from where they were down by uh, twenty to twelve after after uh, fifty four minutes of that game uh, against the Cowboys. And normally the Cowboys finish strongly, particularly at home. They've won games from behind all year, but in this game the script changed, and it was Parramatta who came home even though Mitchell Moses missed a kick uh, that would have made a 20 all after 63 minutes. Then we saw Sean Lane. What a game he had. I know I've been pushing his mm. World Cup claims all year, um, and I'm going to continue to do that. He's on everybody's radar now. I think he's got to be one of the first forwards picked by, um, by um, Mal Meninga and his coaching panel. 24-20 to para over uh, the Cowboys, and then, of course, uh, South's who led 12-0, fell in a heap under the power of, uh, of Penrith, 32-12. Wow, what a grand final we've got to look forward to. Zorb, did you get a chance to, if you didn't watch the whole game, maybe catch up on the highlights from Super League overnight? Yeah, I did. And um, and congratulations to uh, uh, to Christian Wolf, the, the coach of Tonga, and also the assistant coach to Wayne Bennett coming up 
next year at the uh, at the Dolphins in the new club. Three in a row for Christian Wolf after taking over from Justin Holbrook. What a fantastic effort by him. St Helens won 24 to 12, and lots of NRL ex players in uh, in the St Helens side. Will Hapawadi grabs uh, an English uh, Super League premiership to go with um, his um, his win in the NRL in. 2011, Curtis Sirinan, uh, Conrad Hurrell, Tommy Hurrell scored a, a try, um, Peter Metaudia, who, uh, who played in Newcastle, and Joey Lussick was back up hooker for, uh, uh, for St Helens. Uh, they were much too good, really, in the end. 24-12, I think, flattered the, um, the Leeds Rhinos side, coached by Rowan Smith. They did well to get there. And what about Reese Martin? Um, the former Canterbury and Papua New Guinea international back rower, 38 goals straight he's kicked uh, in the um, in the lead up to the uh, to the grand final. Mm. He kicked both of his attempts in the grand final as well, so he set a mark there at um, at 38 straight. Hey Zorb, I want to ask you a question quickly about Mario Fennick, but firstly, I miss me not to say the Devils won up the Q Cup 16-10 against the Dolphins. But question to you, Zorb, and also Dino, the Mario Fennick documentary last Sunday. Um, heartbreaking, compelling. What were your thoughts, Zorb? Well, I, I rang Bulldog and I, I, uh, I said to him, I said, did you see that? And he said, yeah, well, I, I, we were both mm-hmm. um, admitted to being in tears. And I think most of our listeners would have been too. Um, superbly done, very sad. I thought that um, um, poor Mario, to see him like that after uh, knowing him right throughout his great career, um, he was a player who never gave anything but 100% mm. to the clubs that he played for, uh, South Sydney and North Sydney. Um, South's charity um, is South's care as well. I just think in this case, South's have got to care big time and um, and um, help Mario and, and his family out as much as they can. I thought Mario's wife was... Just a, a superstar, uh, yeah. wonderful support mm. um, for Mario and um, and Jeff Fennick and his family as well. Um, it was um, it was compelling viewing. It was um, it was pretty hard hitting to mm. anyone that's played the game at the level that Mario did. Um, there's really a um, a worry for everybody that. Um, uh, for the grace of God, there goes us. You know, it, um, it's 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 a very sad story. It's a very uh, true story, a very real story in our game. And um, I hope some good comes out of it somewhere along the line. In in ter- the league are doing a wonderful job now with um, uh, with the HIAs in the game. And but when you when you go back to that era where anything went, and, you know, you just got smelling salts and just continued to play. Um, you, you're very lucky if you got your wits about you um, um, well after you retire. It's, um, it, it was uh, it was uh, hard hitting, certainly. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, it was certainly hard to watch, wasn't mm. it, Zorb? It was uh, emotional. It was raw. Well, and, we, uh, all know, well, we all knew Mario well um, when he was, you know, when he was at the peak of his health, and you wouldn't meet a better bloke anywhere, um, and just passionate about the clubs he played for. I think I left the crushers out of the teams that he played for, uh, but they weren't around for, for that long. No, um, yeah, uh, just mm. had to be told that story. I thought Michael Usher did a great job uh, in seven with that story. 
um, and, and I hope that um, that Mario is as comfortable as he can be. Well said, Sorb. Hey, Sorb, um, we'll give you all week to think about next Sunday. We'll get your tip next Sunday. It's going to be a huge week. Penrith versus Parramatta at a core stadium. Oh. Th- thanks for your time as always, Sorb. And we'll talk next Sunday on Grand Final Morning. Thanks, Sorb. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at that. And um, eighty thousand there. It'll be uh, who's going to be the ref? Atkins or Klein? It seems as though uh, Ashley Klein is the favourite choice. Let's not forget the women's games today. Yep. I keep mm-hmm. reminding you, boys. Yep. Come on. Knights Dragons two hundred five. Roosters Eels four hundred five. Both yeah, at some Good games. Newcastle yeah. to win and Roosters to win. And uh, good luck to the girls. They're playing fantastic football. Good on you, Zorb. We'll talk next Sunday on Grand Final Morning, mate. Can't wait, boys. There's Peter Peters talking NRL, and the countdown is on for Penrith versus Parramatta at a core stadium next Sunday. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's Postmortem with Dean Lester. The evolution of Nature Strip, I think, is just remarkable from that precocious sort of course that we didn't know what we were going to get. Chris Roots. Taken four years and he's now just the perfect racehorse and it's going to take a good one to beat him in the Everest. Glenn Munsey. Whoever is in charge of getting him ready to let him go back into the stables of Chris Weller, I, I think they've done an outstanding job. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes are returned in 48 business hours. Just upload your plans or tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website. www.wideline.com.au Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing, headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom. Surround yourself with world-class thoroughbreds, fashion and food for a spectacular carnival celebration. Enjoy a day of majestic racing, then party with rock royalty at an electric performance from Australia's ultimate Queen tribute band. Tab Epsom Day, where stories are made. Saturday, October 1st, Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop. finish this could be for him got it again Cam Davis delivers the final full point of this Saturday at Quell Hollow and it is indeed a 3-1 session win for the internationals on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab this is the big sports breakfast weekend Welcome back to the show. Quick update there on the President's Cup. Golf Internationals have got themselves back into this contest. They were down 10-3 at one stage, but won that last pairing. There's now 11-7 going into the final day of the President's Cup. So Internationals team back into the contest against the Americans. Now, our question to win the uh, Z and Z watch, who did Zorba say had him in tears during the week? Who did Zorba say had him in tears during the week? 
call on 135353 53 or SMS 0419767272 if you know the answer to that question. Nimalee won the golden pendant yesterday. Gee, she was game. Trainer Matthew Smith on the line. Matt, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Sue. Hey, thanks for joining us, Matt. Hey, firstly, how did Nimalee pull up and are you still thinking Epsom next Saturday? Yeah, no, she comes through the run in good order. Um, yeah, she's quite bright this morning and uh, played up well last night. So, um, you know, we're happy with where she's up to. And uh, look, definitely the, the Epsom's um, uh, is in consideration for sure. Like, we just have to see how she does this week. We've only got a few days this week to make a decision on it, but she certainly comes to the race in good order. Uh, Matt, what makes you uh, believe Nimely uh, will cope with the quick backup into the Epsom? Yeah, look, it kind of comes down to timing a lot. Like, and she's had the three runs in, and I'd be pretty comfortable with backing her up now. Um, and, you know, the way she stuck on Saturday, um, she was tough that last furlong and a half, and sort of tells you that she's fairly fairly close to being right now. Um, but she takes a few runs to get fit. So, um, look, I'd be comfortable with it. I mean, it just depends. Like, there's just so many options for for her, and you, you've just got to get the right sequence of races because, you, you know, you, you can't win them all. You've got to sort of try and pick a few targets and have a crack at the, the main ones you want. And she's big and strong, isn't she, Matt? And you were saying to the media yesterday how well she does after race. She tends to eat up, etc. Is that what she's done overnight, and how is her condition post-race? Yeah, no, she's good. Like, she, yeah. she went in there, you know, she looked well yesterday. Like, still think there's improvement in her, um, for sure. Uh, but she's done, like, she ate up. As usual, she ate up last night, ate up and had a good drink, and she was bright this morning. So I, I, mean, I think pretty sure she's come through the running good order. We'll give her a candle for a couple of days and the track here, and we'll see how she feels. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, definitely got to consider the Epsom, and the timing seems really good, and, and she's come through the running good order. Well, the good thing about her is you know that, one, she's genuinely top class. Two, she's a Randwick Mile winner. Um She's not that bad in at Epsom. I think she's got 54 and a half at the moment. Correct me if I'm wrong, Benny. The, the weights might go up half a kilo, but um, that's nothing for her. No, no, she gets in well at the weight. Mm. She can't be penalised for yesterday. So, um, yeah, look, she's um, she's in the you know she's in the right weight, and uh, look, there's some other horses in there at the right weight too. So it's, it's going to yeah, be a yeah. pretty good race. And then there's a few other mares in there too um, that are going well that are well weighted. So. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how the race comes up when we get acceptances. Uh, Matt, I'm interested in your thoughts on the next question. Um, she's a six-year-old mare now. She's well-bred being by So You Think. He's doing great things at Stud for Coolmore. She won her Group 1 in the autumn over the Randwick Mile, the Queen of the Turf. The easier decision would have been to send her to Stud. Um, it, the owners have decided to race on, which is so sporting. Is that because... Australian prize means now at a level where that temptation is is there when you've got a really good horse to keep them in work because they can win such good prize money on the track. Oh, no doubt about it. Like our prize money is the best in the world. Our racing's arguably arguably the best in the world. Um, you know, we've got an incredibly uh, uh, great. Uh, you know, the racing industry in general here is is you know I think more advanced and. Everywhere else, you know, with syndication and prize money, it's incredible. Like, so, yeah, for sure. Like, she's only lightly raced. And yeah. if they've found the mares and they're lightly raced, you know, there's definitely, you've got a, it's a great temptation to race on and there's great prize money to be earned. So, 
I'm very lucky that um, Margaret and Lester, you know, decided to race her on rather than selling her mm-hmm. or breeding from her. So we were pretty keen to race her on because, you know, she just hadn't had a lot of racing. She didn't start till she was, she was four, you know. So, yeah, um, so, uh, yeah look, um, I think uh, in the next two months, you know, there's, there's some great options for her and, and she can just keep holding her, her form, um, especially in mare's grade. She's going to be re- really competitive. And the good thing about her, wet or dry, she's effective. Is a race like the Invitation at the back end of the carnival also in your mind, Matt, with Nimalee? For sure. Like the Invitation, um, the Epsom, the Invitation and, and the um, and the Empire Rose are the races that yep. we sort of targeted. We wanted to come to the race on Saturday, the Gold Pendant, and then sort of be right up to the mark. Um, for those other races, so um, yeah, like they're they're the, the races with the best prize money, and, and she deserves to take a place in those races. Terrific, yeah, Maddie. Anything else for next Saturday on Epsom Day? Uh, I've got a bit of a light day next Saturday. We've just got a couple of runners, a couple of horses resuming. Lesty uh, Fenny will resume, I would say, and also Quissard. Um, so two nice horses there resuming, um, and a few of the provincials, and, yep. and maybe one in Brisbane and. And or maybe and Bonnet's not shares will be down at the Dane Hill Stakes. So oh, good horse, busy yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah you a league fan, Matty? Be pardon? Are you a league fan? No, I don't care. AFL. AFL. Gee, it was a yeah. one-sided grand final yesterday. It was a. Uh, it was almost disappointing. Mm-hmm. It was. The Swans were pretty flat. I mean, it was a tough game. I was lucky enough to get out of the game with Collingwood, and uh, it was it was a tough game. That mm-hmm. um, so they, they yeah looked at. It just took its toll, I'd say. They, they were pretty flat, and Geelong were fresh, fresh, and, and they've been probably the dominant team throughout the season. Yeah. So they're, they're always going to be hard to beat. Yeah, they're a team of superstars, aren't they, Geelong? And they certainly show that. Nimalee's your stable superstar. She showed that yesterday, Matt. Congratulations, and uh, let's hope she, um, she's there on Epsom Day fighting up the finish again for you. Super. Thanks, fellas. Thanks a million. Thanks so much. There's Maddie Smith, trainer of Nimalee. She's a good mare, Dino, and, and that's really interesting. Here's a mare who's a who's now a six-year-old. Say, ten years ago, they're often, when they win a group one, they're whisked off to stud, but you can race them on, Dino, because the prize money is just so good. Hey, Dino, Willow from Windsor's chimed in. How good was last night? I thought Dylan Edwards was sensational yet again. I wouldn't trade him for anyone. Bring on next Sunday night. Ray, will you be watching separately to Tanya? Things <laughs> could get testy. <laughs> Actually, probably could. Watch it together. I'm sure we will. Actually, Manly Manel on a similar theme said, Morning, boys. Favourite final moments? Well, for me, it will be thinking about Ray and Tanya just before the grand final kicks off next week. I can still hear Ray saying we've never had an argument. <laughs> Good luck to you both. <laughs> and may the right team win. Remember, it's only a game. Well done, Manny Manel. I think, too, we should uh, touch on one moment, Ray, which we haven't. The forward pass. In the Parramatta game? The Parramatta yeah. game. The Mitch Moses yeah. forward pass, which led to a try to, I think it was Will Panasini. Yeah. Uh, it was clearly forward. It was disappointing. Yeah. Todd Payton, to his credit, said, it happened early. We hit the front. They were 2012 and we, up. And we mm. had time to mm. overcome that. Mm. So Todd Payton took a wonderful attitude to it. But I think it was a key, a key moment uh, in the big picture. And certainly, certainly, in my opinion, the ball was clearly forward. I'll ask you again, Dino. I know your answer to this, but... Why doesn't the bunker ru- allowed to rule on forward passes? It was blatantly obvious. Right, I want to get those right. We mm. all do, but isn't that what the bunker's there for? Yes, I want to get those right, but I don't want to give them more. There's already too much stop-start in rugby league. Mm. We're becoming rugby union. Yep. Every time we go to the bunker, upstairs, upstairs, upstairs. 
Games are going for two hours now. Mm. I, in my opinion, I'd be wanting to pull back some of the influence of the bunker, not give them more. Look, are mistakes made? Of course. It's yeah. human error. We the, all the make The Luai last night, that was a try. No way were they going to tackle him. Ridiculous. But, but the obstruction rule... Black and white, technically it was there, but he wasn't going to get to him, Dino. When's the common sense come into play? Well, there is no common sense. But that's what I'm saying. You can't have common sense, Ray, when rules are rules. They're nitpicking over these little tiny things. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about the bunker. Let's peel it back. Yeah. Let's not give them more. I can see where you're coming from. Dave's on the line. Dave, good morning. Hey, boys, how you going? Yeah, how are you? Dave, what do you got for us, mate? Yeah, just, just quickly on Dylan Edwards. I think Dylan Edwards um, will be very unlucky to not win the Daily M. Um, and I say unlucky because he's playing in a team with a bloke called Nathan Cleary who will probably get it um, despite sitting out, what was it, five weeks? Uh, yeah, and don't forget the start of the season as well. He missed the first four games by memory, um, yeah, okay. Cleary. So, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think Edwards is a big chance because he probably would have polled very well in those games. But um, And quickly, that forward pass, Bulldog, that, that was disgusting, to be honest, mate. I'm, I'm not a Penrith or a Parramatta supporter, but... How they missed that forward yeah. pass, that was, that was terrible. Yeah, as I said before, um, Dave, sometimes I think they try to find these little reasons not to award tries and nitpicking, and then yeah. Yeah, you're missing the big yeah, ones. That's what drives They're me, the big man. ones. That's what, isn't that what the bunker's there for? That's why I can't work out. D- Dave, as a fan, would you like to see the bunker rule on forward passes, or you like Dino, get the bunker out, let them do less? They're involved too much as it is, but they need to be involved in decisions like that. Um, if, if that's a grand final, how, how do you not pull that back? Um, and you're not allowed to, which is bizarre. Oh, yeah. yeah. But just on, on grand final um, grand final memories, um, my personal one um, is the under 12, 12-3s for Cambridge Park. Hey, Cambridge, the, my old club. Against my old club too, mate. Yeah. West Mount drew it. Um, where we won the grand final 59 nil. Wow, <laughs> gee. And, uh, and Ben Pomeroy, Bulldog, you know Ben Pomeroy. He played for the Sharks for many years, Benny Pomeroy, centre. He scored five tries in that grand final, mate, and the 12s with us. Wow. wow, how about that? 59 nil. 59 nil. The only team that beat us all year was the team we beat 59 nil in the grand final. You got your revenge, Dave. <laughs> but in terms, of, in terms of first grade, it's got to be the Penrith. Raiders 91, um, yeah. the, you know, the Simmons up the middle try and the dropout and the, the field goal from Alexander. Um, they're just not, I don't know, I, I don't see grand finals. I don't get as excited for grand finals as you did back then and maybe it's because you're a, a young bloke, I don't know. But, um, yeah, or the, or the, the Brisbane Broncos one where, where Renoff makes that break and runs down the length of the field. Ricky Walford. over Chasing the try line, yeah. No, it's some great moments, isn't there? Yeah. Hey, look, Dave, great call, mate, and um, good to bring up the old Cambridge Park days. Uh, brings back some memories. Hey, Denim, we've got a winner of our Z and Z quiz. It was Jim Lewis from Abbotsbury. Um, he won, he's won a West Tigers watch for correctly answering Mario Fennick. But now is your chance to win a $100 cash card courtesy of Tab. Call now on 13.53.53 for the League Super Quiz. That's 13.53.53. Dino, score check. 24.18 to you, Ray. Go your good things.
Racing New South Wales Chief Steward, Mark Van Gestel. When you're working on this side of the fence, you still do need to have that understanding of, of how the horse worked, you know, the anatomy of the horse. And uh, you know, that was certainly an important grounding for me and, and making sure that you know, even learning how to train a horse, what sort of uh, work horses are doing, you know, what to feed them, all those things are you know, important when you become a steward. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Get live racing on tap this spring carnival with the new Tab app. See every earth-shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts and a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1800 858 858. Lionel, why the long face? Mum, my team was robbed. Why don't the refs see what's going on? They don't have a Samsung QLED. Yep, Quantum Dots technology, Mum. Amazing images. Or an LG QLED. Nanocell Tech, the purest red, green and blue colours. Well, that's most teams. Everyone needs a big screen TV for the footy finals. You'll see everything. Even the bad decisions look good. Can I say that? You just did. Check out our huge deals on big screen TVs at Bingley. Bingley, better living every day. This spring racing carnival, Foxtel customers have the chance to win a share of $75,000 just for watching some of the best racing on Sky. With cash on offer across every Group 1 race day, tune in, spot the code word and enter the draw to become $5,000 richer. Enter at skyracing.com.au forward slash Foxtel and join in the excitement this spring. Foxtel customers 18 plus only excludes SA ends November 5, T's and C's apply. See website New South Wales TP forward slash 01685 ACTTP 22 forward slash 15. Two, six. Racing. He's on fire away brilliantly, spearing straight to the lead from French Martini and McInerney getting up on the rails. Zipping Kyrgios into fourth placing now. They're followed by Aglan Luai. Next came Gatlin. Well back is holding up and last zipping Alabama. Down the back straight and it's he's on fire who leads it by two McInerney. Zipping Kyrgios is running on. They're clear of Aglan Luai. It's he's on fire at the home corner just from McInerney. Zipping Kyrgios in the middle. McInerney hit the front. Zipping Kyrgios drive. McInerney. McInerney. He's running the tab million dollar chase. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. That was McInerney showing a good dog sense, ducking up the inside in the straight and winning the million-dollar chase, the world's richest greyhound race at Wenty last night. Had it late in the day, Dino, post the, the prelim, so it was good. You could sit there and wait for the million-dollar chase to come on. And You love your sport, don't you? Do. Your hopeless. face just lights up. Oh, I'm hopeless, absolutely hopeless. Could you watch it 24-7? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Steve in studio with a coin toss, Dino, I'll for the league super today, quiz. please. Here we go. Tail Something Steve. different for the great men. Oh, I've gone heads. Well, I'll, I'll let you open the batting. All right. I'm in. Player number one. That would be you, Angelo. Good morning, boys. How are we? Good morning, I'm Angelo. good, pal. Good luck, mate. Let's rip into it, mate. Sorry? Let's rip into it. Question number yeah, one. Rip into it. Yep. Which team did the Rabbitohs beat to make the 2021 Grand Final? Uh, Parramatta? No, it was actually Manly. None from one, Angelo. That's okay. Let's bounce back for question number two. How many grand finals have Parramatta appeared in since their last premiership win in 1986? And it's multiple choice. A1, B2, or C3? Uh, 
1982. Correct. Well done. 0109. 0109. Correct. Should have 101, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Correct. One from two, Angelo. Let's get into question number three. Which team is not playing in this afternoon's New South Wales Cup Grand Final? Is it A, Newtown, B, Canterbury, C, Penrith? Uh, Newtown. Correct. The minor premiers got bowled out. Angelo, two from three, a very competitive score, Raymond. You're on the board. We'll go across to Ross. Ross, good morning. Morning, how are you, fellas? Yeah, terrific, Ross. Hey, Ross, two to tie, three to win. Very best of luck, mate. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Which team did the Penrith Panthers beat in the 2003 grand final? Roosters. Well done. Yes, good start. Question number two. This is multiple choice, uh, Ross. Who captained Parramatta in their 1986 grand final win? A, was it Brett Kenny? B, Peter Sterling? C, Ray Price? Kenny. It was actually Ray Price who captained them in his last game, wasn't it? It was, him and Mick Cronin. And question number three. We need this to tie, Ross. It's multiple choice. What year did Alex Johnston debut for the Rabbitohs? A, was it 2014? B, 2015? C, 2016? I'll go 15. Oh, bad luck, Ross. It was 2014. Dino, um, well done. We'll go back to Angelo. You've won the $100 cash card courtesy of, Dab, of Tab. Congratulations, Angelo. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. What's your tip for the grand final next week, mate? Uh, Penrith by 14th. Oh, okay. I hope you're right there. Hey, good on you, Angelo. Stay on the line. We'll get your details and get that $100 Thanks. cash card out to you straight away. Here's Jared Daffy with today's life lesson. And now, Jared Daffy. Jared, good morning. What words of wisdom do you have for, have for us today, my friend? Good morning to you both. It's a pretty simple one today, uh, Ray. How do you throw away a garbage can? Well, could you throw away garbage? So you can't throw. Is that what you mean, Jared? Yeah. Yeah, you can't throw away the can, can you? That's fair enough. No, that's not one of your best. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, I had a long night. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, that's poor. Well, just quickly. <laughs> you know who you become? You become the Swans. You can't say that. I hope not. What did you think of the AFL Grand Final, mate? Uh, well, after watching that pre-match entertainment, I was pumped. That was yeah. as good as you'll ever see anywhere. And then the footy started, and well, they were in trouble early, the Swans. I know we've had lots and lots of comebacks during the season, but you just had the feeling that that wasn't going to happen, and mm. it just got wor- worse. And then it became just a, well, let's see who gets the goals and how far they win by. And yeah. uh, Amazing scenes after the match. It looks like Joel Selwood might call it a day, Ray. Yeah, great player. Uh, I'm happy for Patrick Dangerfield, too, to finally get a grand final win. And uh, Yeah. But I suppose for the Cats supporters, it's one of those games where you can actually enjoy the ride so to speak because you're so far in front you're not going to lose and you can start celebrating it early in the third quarter probably Jared. Yeah that's right uh, there were some amazing stats uh, floating around after the match Ray and one of them was that uh, they won their 16th in a row yesterday to mm. win the grand final that's only ever been done twice before in the history of the game. Blue Boys 95? Uh, I think it was 95 and yep. something like the mid-30s. So yep. uh, to, to maintain that form w- was something else, but clearly they were the best side this season and they were the, you know, obviously the best side 
on the day yesterday. Exactly. Easily. Let's, let's switch our attention to next Sunday. This is going to be a fantastic grand final. Penworth versus mm. Parramatta. Dino thinks they're a bit far apart. Dollar forty. Panthers, Eels, three dollars head to head. Jared. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know which way punters will lean here. There's been some really big bets placed on Parramatta throughout the season at the big odds. I know there was one bet of 8000 at at $12 on them. But um, just looking at what happened overnight, and nothing's happened yet. There's still $3, Penrith $1.40. That's what it opened at. Uh, we've got a line there of 7.5 points. Um, we've just started to open a lot of the exotic bet types on on the final next week, we've got a couple of um, NRL women's matches today, and at two o'clock, Newcastle a dollar fifty, St George Illawarra two sixty, a line of five and a half points. The Roosters a dollar seventeen, Parramatta five dollars, that line thirteen and a half points. Uh, we've got the PM uh, PMs thirteen tonight up against PNG, dollar and one to win, but the handicap line there minus forty one and a half points. The PMs eleven and did open thirty eight. There's been interest in that. The uh, international test, uh, again, a dollar and one. The Aussie side, the PNG side, are $17. We've got a line there of 28.5 points. So, once again, it's a pretty high number. Mm. And, of course, we've got the New South Wales Cup on this afternoon. So, there's a lot of rugby league on. And Penrith are short there, $1.28. The Bulldogs at $3.70. And we have a line of 9.5 points. AFL for next, next year, year Jared. Well, I suppose we had a starting point. We did have we did open this during the week, Dean, and Geelong and Sydney were six dollars, so the winner shortens a little bit. Geelong five fifty. Obviously we've got to wait and see um, whether they lose any of those players. Sydney at six fifty, Melbourne eight, Brisbane nine, Collingwood ten dollars, uh, Richmond ten and Carlton eleven, the rest are sixteen or better, so won't be long, and uh, we'll be into the season again. Exactly. Hey, uh, Jerry, the Wallabies got hammered yesterday at Eden Park by the All Blacks. Can the Socceroos bring some sporting pride back to the Aussies if they take on the All Whites today at the same venue? Well, I'm not quite sure because I think somewhere in my travels last night I heard that Graham Arnold was going to be uh, resting a lot of these players today or there'd Uh-oh. be a lot of changes. We'll find out from Phil Moss shortly. Yeah. Okay. Well, the betting would suggest that's right because Australia were $1.87 up until last night. They're at to two fifty now. Uh, the Kiwis at two ninety and a draw there at three dollars ten. So that match gets underway at one o'clock. So it'll be interesting to see what Phil says. But the signs are there that uh, it might be a depleted side today. Okay. Now, Jared, in regards to your life lesson about garbage bins, mm-hmm. Shane from Butterham, one oh, of your no. men, has texted. Yeah. I think Jared's life lesson needs to go to the garbage <laughs> bin. It's been a long season. Maybe time for a spell. I can see Jared in a bin tang singlet. Uh, He's making in, very good sense, Shane. In Bali, yeah, I think. I don't. I think I it's time for a spell. I don't understand why people go to Bali for holidays. That's one thing I won't be doing. But <laughs> one thing I do agree with Shane is I need a spell. <laughs> well, Pete from Wagga maybe says, I need a permanent one. Pete from Wagga says, Jared, hey, what if there were no hypothetical questions? <laughs> Have a think about it. It's quite a good one. <laughs> hey, Jared, before we let you yeah. go, cricket? If you, if you think you're indecisive, Dean, what are you? Exactly. Have a think about it. I have. Very good. Now he's back in form. Mm. Now he's uh, cricket back. Tonight. You know what? He needed a bit of a rev up. He did, yeah. Now he's I back. So. I think so. Uh, it's been a long weekend. Um, India tonight. Dollar fifty-five to beat Australia at two dollars forty-five. That's a win apiece there. Although the final last one was only eight or nine overs, I think. 
Also tonight, the UAE 5.50, Bangladesh $1.15. Obviously, we've got the T20 World Cup coming up, so we're seeing a lot more of these. And Pakistan and England will be in action at uh, just after midnight tonight. Pakistan $1.85, England $1.95. And we've got a Marsh One Day Cup on tomorrow. A one, day ma- mm. a one Day Cup match. It's a later start, day nighter, 2 o'clock. Queensland $1.32, South Australia three twenty five. Did you happen to see those farcical scenes in the New South Wales Victorian Marsh Cup game? Yeah, well, I, I did. didn't see that, right? Oh, what happened? Absolute joke. They, uh, bad Light's going to stop play, so they've told the New South Wales captain, you got you can't bowl your fast bowlers. So they bring on a spinner. There's one ball to go in the over. Um, Victoria, make sure they get ahead of the run rate. Hit a six, which is a great effort. And then they, they said, off. oh, it's, it's too dark. We can't play. Yeah. And they called it off. It's like the bunker. The umpires are looking for reasons not to play sometimes, Jerry. It was bizarre. I was, I was watching that, and yeah. I thought, well, this will be interesting to see how the New South Wales players handled it. And and to be fair to them, they handled it really yeah. well. They congratulated. There was a lot of discussion, but no animosity. But, yeah, that was a rather strange they one, got, that one. They got robbed anyway, but it is what it is. Hey, Jerry, we'll talk next Sunday, your tip for the grand final. Enjoy grand final week. I know you will, and... Um, Thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. All right, catch you then. Whiffed you go. Yes. Oh, jeez, you're hard, man. There's Jared Daffy talking the world of odds. Now we've got our man to talk the world of football, Phil Moss, about to join us. So that's interesting, isn't it, Dino? Eden Park had the Wallabies yesterday. They've got the Socceroos today. We'll find out from our man, Phil Moss, exactly what's happening with that team. But I hope we don't get spanked again. Mate, that rugby union side, the Wallabies, right? I, I don't know where we're heading. Mm. Do we have any plan? We seem to have called uh, call back. Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley, all these That's old... That's yeah. yeah. but all these players that are past their best are being recalled. And it's no criticism to the player themselves, but it just seems to me we're just meandering along. Mm. And I quite like Dave Rennie, but have we gone ahead with Dave Rennie? You can't Not tell really. me and look me in the eye and say, we have improved under Dave Rennie. We haven't. There's been glimpses, but we take one step forward, two steps back sometimes. Phil Moss joins us. Hey, Mossy, good morning. Can the Socceroos restore some sporting pride for Australia today at Eden Park? <laughs> I hope so, Ray. Morning to you and Bulldog and all our listeners. Uh, yeah, look, um, the other night they um, you know, they got over the top of New Zealand 1-0. Um, the, the performance... You know, it wasn't full of energy. We, we in Graham Arnold's words, we got out muscled. Uh, we, we lost the battle, if you like. Um, but funnily enough, we actually scored the goal. I won the bill by winning a, ba- a battle in midfield and, and pressing, as he instructed the players, Jackson Irvine winning the ball, releasing my bill, who unleashed a, a venomous shot from outside the area. Fantastic goal. Um, and I think that was Arnie's frustration was that that was supposed to happen a lot more often. The mitigating circumstances, I suppose, were that the players came into camp quite late, only had one session the day before. So with the international travel, there are logistical issues that a lot of people don't understand. But um, he's going to play a very vastly dif- different side wow. today in the, in the okay. return league uh, over there in New Zealand. Okay, so there is a lot of change. As Jared Daffy just made reference to it earlier, you may not have heard it, um, Mossy, that there's been a lot of money on the, on the uh, all-white, so to speak, because of these... Number of changes to the Socceroos lineup. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Ray. I mean, this is the first time New Zealand have their national team, the All Whites, will have played on home soil in five years. Wow. Um, okay. And obviously, COVID's played a part in that over the last couple of years, but uh, five years is a long time since their crowd has seen them in action up close and personal. So I'm expecting a complete sellout. I think there was 25,000 tickets sold. Uh, before the game in Sydney for the game over there in New Zealand. So it should be a bumper crowd. 
Um, yeah, look, New Zealand will go in as favourites, there's no doubt, because of the, the changes that, that Arnie's going to make. There's, it virtually will be a completely different uh, starting eleven to what we saw the other night, but I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to see the likes of Connor Metcalf, um, Denny Jean-Roux, uh, Riley McGree, um, you know, there's uh, Marco Tilio, there's Garen Quoll, there's um, Mitch Duke, who will probably come in. Jason Cummings, there's been a lot of talk about him from the Mariners. He'll finally get some game time in a soccer in Jersey. So, uh, you know, really excited to see the energy that these uh, younger players will bring and, and who's prepared to put their hand up for a, for a ticket to Qatar. Uh, Mossy, <clears throat> excuse me, Ange Apostacoglu, it looks as though the Celtic boss has put any possible move to the EPL on ice? Yeah, look, and, and I think he came out and said what, what everyone was thinking, and, and we spoke about it last week as well, Bulldog on, on air, that, you know, there was talk of him going to uh, Brighton, Hove Albion, um, when Graham Potter moved to Chelsea, um, and now there's, and that, that job's been filled now, but um, then there's talk about him potentially being lined up to replace Brendan Rodgers at Leicester if things don't improve there, but he came out and said, look, I'm a, a massive club, I've won, won a league in our first year. I've got a project to, to complete there. We want to go back-to-back. Back. I'm in the Champions League. I'm exactly where I want to be. And, and I think that just confirmed what we're all thinking. He's got plenty of time. And, you know, provided his uh, trajectory keeps going the way it is, which I see no reason it won't, um, he'll always be in and around the conversation for an EPL job. And, and he'll take one mm-hmm. eventually. He's made no secret of his desire to go there. It's just about when, not uh, not if. He's just a winner, isn't he, Mossy, wherever he goes, um, Ange. Hey, um, talk about winning or lack of. England have lost again 1-0 to Italy in the Nations League. Yeah, they're in trouble mm. of being relegated from that group uh, to the second tier of the Nations League. Um, it was a, a 1-0 loss, as you said, Ray, uh, the other morning to Italy. Italy, <laughs> I still have to pinch myself when I say this, but Italy aren't in the World Cup yeah. uh, for the second time running, even though they've won a, a Euros in the middle of those two World Cups. But um, So they're, they're really highly motivated for this Nations League because it's all they've got to play for at the moment. So, um, and, and, you know, their, their coach, uh, Roberto Mancini, came out and said as much during the week. Um, they got the win and um, Southgate's got some issues leading into this World Cup and, and none more so than... Harry Maguire and what he does with him. He, he played him against Italy. Um, he's not playing at Manchester United, of course. He got dropped after that shellacking that Manchester United copped at the hands of Brentford. Um, and they've gone on a streak since then. Um, Eric Ten Hag has changed the lineup, and uh, and they've unbeaten since then, I think. Um, so what does what does Southgate do with Maguire? If, if he's not playing regularly in the lead-up to the World Cup, can, can you take that risk? Southgate saying, I can to a point. So we'll, we'll have to watch that as it uh, unfolds over the next couple of months. And Mossy, just before you go, I know you're very close to the Cleary family. Obviously, it's another big week. Three successive grand finals, an extraordinary performance. Yeah, I, uh, I am. And uh, Ivan's brothers, uh, Ash and Stu, were out there last night at the game. They were supposed to be at the 50th with me, but they, uh, they chose... Um, Blood over water. I can't believe that. I was disappointed. But uh, <laughs> no, look, fantastic win. Um, and, um, you know, what, what Ivan's built out there is is absolutely remarkable. You're more of an expert than I am, Bulldog, on, on rugby league. But um, that well-oiled machine is not just about the top grade either. It's it's the lower mm. grades and, and the, the junior pathway. Um, it's not surprising to those who know Ivan because uh, we, we know how he's wired. But, um 
nonetheless, they've got the chance to go back to back here, and um, I, I would not put it past them. I think it's theirs to lose. Um, with all uh, due respect to Parramatta and their fans, I, I really think it's Penrith to lose. Well, we'll talk about the, the grand final again with you next Sunday, Mossy. Appreciate always your thoughts on the world of football and enjoy grand final week. Good on you guys, you too. Thanks, Mossy. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the nine o'clock news. Hello, I'm Sarah Wombe. The federal government says it will have to squeeze $6 billion of inherited costs into the October budget after announcing the forecast deficit for the last financial year would be $50 billion lower than predictions. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says that's no longer the case. The biggest item on the list is $2.6 billion in unpaid rail projects with COVID compensations also high up. Australia's first nuclear submarine could be built in America after the Biden administration announced a plan is being considered. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, US President Joe Biden and UK Prime Minister Liz Truss have together confirmed significant progress towards the project has been made. People in the western parts of New South Wales have spent another night isolated by floodwaters. The SES have been dropping off supplies to people cut off at Weewar. SES spokesman Andrew Edmonds says people in need of accommodation should not hesitate to contact emergency services. Certainly uh, communities that have been impacted by flooding at Gunnedah, if they're in need of any temporary accommodation or assistance uh, as a result of the flooding, uh, if they can just get in contact with the SES, and they'll be able to kick off um, some recovery and assistance uh, with the New South Wales government. A boy killed in floodwaters in New South Wales has been identified as a Sydney local. The five-year-old became trapped in a sinking vehicle at Tullamore. His parents and two siblings managed to escape. New South Wales Police Chief Inspector David Maher says the family is familiar with the area. But they do have a property in Tullamore. It's believed that they travelled along that road early on in the morning to Dubbo and spent a day with the family in Dubbo and they were returning along the same road to their property. Research shows domestic violence incidents spike around footy finals time. Katie Fuller explains. While thousands of fans pack out pubs, stadiums and watch on from home, there's a darker side to footy finals. In 2020, nationwide police data shows there was a 30% increase in family and domestic violence incidents on a weekend featuring both the AFL and NRL Grand Final. But no to violence has found over a third of men are now reaching out to its support helpline and counselling service to help shift their behaviour. The organisation now wants sporting clubs to help drive the change in culture. The European Union's foreign policy chief advises the world must take Vladimir Putin's threats of nuclear weapons seriously. Russia has begun a partial mobilisation of troops and is moving to annex four regions of Ukraine. Joseph Borrell has told the BBC he's not trying to spread alarm. But uh, certainly uh, it's a dangerous moment because uh, the Russian army has been pushed into a corner. And knowing Putin, threatening using nuclear arms, you have to take them seriously. And NASA is scrapping plans to launch moon rocket Artemis this week over concerns about a tropical storm headed to Florida. This is Air News. 
Geelong has won the 2022 AFL Premiership. Jordan Tunbridge was at the MCG. The Cats have thumped the Swans by 81 points in the AFL Grand Final, 2013-133 to 8-4-52. They got off to a blistering start, taking a six-goal lead into quarter time and never looked back, maintaining pressure until the final siren. Tyson Stengel starred with four goals, while Tom Hawkins and Isaac Smith booted three goals each. Joel Selwood becomes a Premiership captain for the first time, and a four-time Premiership player, he was mobbed by teammates after snapping a major in the last quarter. Geelong extend their winning streak to 16 matches. They are the 2022 AFL Premiers. In the NRL, Penrith will play in its third straight grand final after downing South Sydney 32-12. to They'll play Parramatta next weekend. Panther 5-8 Jerome Luai says it's great to be part of a successful team. We work really hard every week and we, we reset every week, every Monday. We look forward and... Yeah, we're blessed with another opportunity to um, go back-to-back, so we've got another tough job in front of us. While Rabbitohs star Latrell Mitchell struggled to find the words to sum up the loss. Yeah, it is what it is. They're a better team. They stuck with their process and, uh, yeah, took it away from us. And in the rugby, the All Blacks thumped the Wallabies 40-14. to Australian Independent Radio News. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop. There's a new place to get it all on tap this spring. And it's in your pocket. The new Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For sport and racing on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1800 858 858. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Download the Tiger Trade app and experience a better way to master investing with personalized trading tools to suit your needs. Download the Tiger Trade app today. All investments involve risk. In Warunga, a car has crashed on the Pacific Highway at Pierce's Corner with one eastbound lane closed. Hoxton Park, look out for a collision on Hoxton Park Road at Banks Road. The road closed there, heading eastbound. Chatswood, traffic lights are flashing yellow on Albert Avenue at Orchard Road. Make sure you take care there. Reducing harmful engine deposits to take you further starts with mobile quality fuel from 7-Eleven. Claims are compared to unadvertised fuel and benefits may vary. Visit 7-Eleven.com.au for T's and C's. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. And we'll start with Sydney. Sunny Sunday, top of 21 degrees. Melbourne, mostly sunny and 19. Brisbane, sunny and 27 degrees for Brisbane. Perth, partly cloudy and 19. Adelaide, rain increasing, possible storm, top of 20 degrees. Hobart, partly cloudy and 17. Darwin, mostly sunny, 34. And Canberra, heading for a top of 18 degrees in the nation's capital. Team. Taylor goes to the line. Cody Taylor scores. And the All Blacks have four for the evening. Marty DeWine. Oh, 
Golden West. The Panthers rejoice. They're through to the decider again. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. You'll hear a tremendous roar go up as Barron makes a meal. Just look at the blue and gold of the mighty hills. They're running out so thick and strong and kicking up their heels. If you want to see how football's played, then go and see the hills. Click goes the ball from man to man. The strong in the tackle and sure in their hands. What a great old yeah. theme song. I've got a soft spot. For him now, so, so do I've I. seen so many Parramatta Eels games over the last three or four years, and so I worked out, Ray, mm. between and I'm getting old as we all are, between eight and eighteen. Yeah, they're my formative years. Mm. I saw Parramatta in six grand finals in that era. Yeah, phenomenal, weren't they? So you look back at your childhood and your youth about the teams that mm. you were influenced by. And Parramatta was big, 76, 70, 77, seven. Seven, seven grand finals if you count the replay. That's right, yeah. Then you go into 81, 82, 83, and then mm. 86. So in those years as a child, for me growing up, Glamour Club, wasn't it? Parramatta yeah. were a big, big club, yeah, well, and I've always had a soft spot for Para. Glamour Club. Well, they're back in the grand final this Sunday, which has given us a reason to give away. This could become a collector's item, Dino, if they win. It's a mint condition Parramatta... Members cap 2022. Now, they're in the grand final. If they win, it could be worth a lot of money. If you know the score to Parramatta's first ever grand final win in 1981 against Newtown, call us on 135353 or SMS 0419767272. We'll get you the Parramatta members cap for 2022 out to you so you can wear on grand final day. Dino, speaking, speaking of grand finals, our legend of league um, is a phenomenal uh, name in this sport. He contested nine grand finals, one sixth of them, of course, played all his career with two clubs, two great traditional clubs, South Sydney and the then Eastern Suburbs. What a legend of the game he is. Nine grand finals, right, but that was in 11 seasons. Mm. Nine grand finals... In 11 seasons, just extraordinary. From 65 to 75, four premierships at South. And then, of course, he went to the Roosters next door and was part of Jack Gibson's famous 74-5 team. And you speak of teams which <clears throat> leave an impression on you. That 75 Roosters side were unbelievable, Dino. Well, generally regarded as one of the greatest yep. club sides ever, if not the greatest. Mm. Uh I think the grand final cemented their place in history. You go back through the uh, records, Ray, the 74 side statistically were more dominant than 75. Yeah. I think that 75 team, because of the grand final score, obviously uh, is known as the greatest. But the year before, they created all sorts of records under uh, the great Jack Gibson yeah. and, of course, Arthur Beetson. A phenomenal side. And, of course, Ron Coote played in that great Souths era, as you mentioned, late 60s, early 70s. And Ron Coote's on the line. Ron, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you? Terrific. Th- thanks for joining us, Ron. I really appreciate you coming on. And, of course, we're countdown now to next Sunday's big one between Penrith and Parramatta. Grand final week's always special. You got to experience it nine times. W- what's it like as a player, Ron? And, c- and can you remember that first year in 65 as a very young man when you got to experience grand final week and indeed the grand final oh, it was it was uh, well, 
it was a, a bit scary actually mm. to think that you're playing in the grand final at 65 and uh, yeah it was it was a, a huge crowd and uh, we got uh, South got beaten by St George. Cootie, what does it take for a, a player to to win it? I mean, you don't want to play your game too early, I would imagine. You want to get hyped up, but at the same time, you want to try to stay calm. There would be a myriad of emotions going mm. through your mind during that week. But what is the most important thing a player has to do? Um, well, um, the most important thing is don't over overthink it, and you've got to think. Well, it's it's um, it's it's a, it's gonna just it's another game, and you've got to just go go through it and. and uh, and go and do what you do what you got to do. Just play the same game as what you've been playing all year, which has got you through to the grand final. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that that was uh, uh, um, we we played St George and and we'd play them through the year and we'd beat them. Uh, I think we beat them three times through the year and then they just uh, they they beat us in the grand final. Mm-hmm. And it was I think it was fourteen. 14-12 or something, the grand for the score. That's right. That it was, wasn't much in it. Yeah, yeah the 65 grand. That was when there was 78,000 plus at the SCG. You mentioned earlier, Ron, that it was scary that week. Did you get more used to that grand final pressure in the years to come? And I'll put it to, to next weekend's game. Penrith have been there and done that in the last couple of years. Parramatta haven't. How big an advantage is that for Penrith? I think it's a big advantage for Penrith to, to go through the the the, um, the drama of, of the game and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think Penrith, I think Penrith will, will win. Yeah, same as a lot of other people, I suppose. <laughs> Cootie, it's probably an unfair question, but could you split which was a better side, the the, 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 the great? Churchill side at South or the Gibson side at Easts? Um, oh, look, I, I don't, I, I don't split, split between them. They were both great teams, and it's, it's, it's who plays good in the day too. You know, that's the thing. That's what wins grand finals. I mean, the, the good players, but also who, who, who's, you know, a bit of luck on the day. How the ball bounces. That, that's the thing that, that helps too. You know, exactly. Uh, we were talking earlier about great. Finals moments, and Dino mentioned that 75 grand final, which was famously won by the Roosters 38 nil. I was yeah. I was quite young then, Ron, but it was a couple of images always stuck in my mind. Was obviously it was infamous for Changer's white boots, but in yeah. midway through the second half, when it was obvious Graham Langlands wasn't fit and he was coming off the field, the great Arthur beats and went off with him. Went off with both captains left the field at the same time. It was a great gesture. I know the game was won at the time, but it was a, yeah. a great gesture by Artie. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't Artie. It was Jack Gibson pulled him off. I oh, did it. Okay, he didn't want to come off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked good at the time, though, Ron. I thought he was going off to, with his great mate. But what what is your memories of that day and and what happened oh, with was, St George was, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you. We knew Chang was crook early, and he had a groin injury. I think. Mm, that's it. And uh, he just thought he'd get away with it, but you know it's what, what he wasn't. And uh, I, I remember um, what happened. Well, someone—I forget which one it was. One of the wingers run right around him, and he, he couldn't tackle him. You know, yeah. it was a bloke called Bruce Pickett, I think, Ronnie. It was fast. Yeah, it was Bruce yeah. Pickett. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Hey, Cootie, yeah, you've seen some great halfbacks over the years. You've played with the very best of them. Nathan Cleary, when you look at him, what do you think? And is there some play that you might compare him to from the past? Um, well, let's think about the players. Uh, he, he, you know, probably, uh, uh, let me think. Um, yeah, there's, there probably is. Uh, I've... I, I think he is a he's a certainly an unbelievable player and mm. uh, and he's he's obviously he's trained. I mean, look at the goal kicking he does. He he's just a, a fabulous ball, kicker of the ball, isn't he? Mm. So that that only comes from practice, and I'm sure that he's out there practicing every day <laughs> to kick the ball kick the ball like he does. Yeah, no, he is quite amazing. I was listening post game last night, Ron, and and uh, Cooper Cronk was asked. He was a celebrated player, multiple premiership winner, yeah, etc. Right, and, sure. and, and he was asked at 24 years of age, was what Nathan Cleary's age is at the moment, where Cooper Cronk was in terms of his career development. He said he wasn't even in the same postcode, which was a <laughs> remarkable comment. But he, he is a great player, Cleary. Oh, he is a great player, yeah, and 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 will be with the way like his his uh, you know what he does and his training and all that will keep him in the game for a long, long while. I would mm. imagine. I mean, barring injury, I suppose. But uh, yeah, Cooty, you're such a modest man. You always have been. A lot of people, including myself, think that you should be an immortal. Mm. When you hear that, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know you're not going to come out and say you should be because it's not in your nature. Might go, you know. Yeah, of course it isn't, Curdy. I get that. But having said that, I mean, it's nice that people think of you so highly still. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think they told me that it's uh, I've been I've been knocking on the door three times when they've had the the uh, you know when they picked them, but. Uh, uh, you know that's all you can do. You can't. You can't make. You can't make it anymore. So <laughs> I won't get there. Yeah. Well, hopefully you do. Hey, Ron. As Dino said earlier, you played in nine grand finals, one six. Is there a, a one moment in your grand finals that stands out to you? Ah, uh, it's too long ago now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about that? First, what about the first one when '67, when South finally broke through? Yeah, that was a great that was a great a great uh, day for us. Yeah, um, you know we thought we thought we'd we th- we were really confident. We thought we'd win, mm. uh, and and as it had worked out right, but when we'd been beaten by uh, St George in uh, the earlier time, which we which was uh, what was that sixty five? Sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that could have that was we could have won that too. I thought you know, but uh, anyway. It didn't happen, but mm. so yeah. So I, I'm very proud of, of, of playing in, in the nine grand finals, which, which is a, a, a you know, I mean, I think it's that's I feel great what I've done, played in nine, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, and they're, they're all great games to, to play in. I mean, I love the game of rugby league, and and uh, and loved everything I'd done in it, and what I mean, you know, with Captain Australia, those sort of things. They were all they're all great memories for me. Uh, yeah. Cootie, when you say Captain Australia, I haven't got it in front of me, but I think that would have been the 1970 World Cup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we're going to a World Cup this year. I mean, mm. clearly Australia would be favourites again, but the rise of the Pacific Nations, I mean, it is certainly, from my opinion, Cootie, great for rugby league. Oh, fantastic, isn't it? You know, I mean, you look at you look at the, the, the fellows who are playing in, in, you look at, like, Penrith last night, how many... How many 
uh, like indigenous people they've got in their team. Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's a great thing for the sport. And and they love the game, and they're great players in the game, yeah, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And you want to see that that rugby league grow internationally as well. Hey, um, Ron, I can imagine that um, there'd be a great camaraderie with with these players that you you went to battle with, so to speak, on the football field in these grand finals. Do you get a chance to catch up with the Bob McCarthy's and the Mike Cleary's, etc. That you played with? Do you get to yeah, I do. catch I up do. them very often? Yeah. Oh, not not often. I live down the south coast. Mm. So I'm not that often in Sydney. I've been up a few times the last month or so, but uh, yeah, I, I, I catch up with them. Yeah, we 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 still see them. And unfortunately, a lot of the South fellas have passed away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's the way it goes. Cootie, you said you live down the South Coast. What, what are you up to these days? Just out of interest for our listeners. Uh, I'm a, I'm a gardener and nice. play a bit. I'm just getting my tennis court. Uh, uh, it just needs a bit of uh, work on it, and I'm doing that to make it up the standard again, so I can start playing tennis again. I hope. <laughs> I um, saw you only recently, Cootie. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where it was, fit but you healthy. still look fit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I still train a bit. I got a gym in the in the uh, in my shed, and I, I work out there and, and do a bit of there, and and I walk a lot. I walk up to the highway, which is uh, five kilometres from the house. So uh, I walk up there and, and back. Of course, you had some spot. great uh, business ventures through McDonald's when you retired, didn't mm-hmm. you, Cootie? Uh, well, hang on. What do you mean? I, I was a McDonald's operator, and, and my kids my kids own all of the stores that I had. Oh, there you go. We've uh, got the stores in, or well, they've got the stores in uh, in Nara and uh, Aladala. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ron, what, what about we Grant? We enjoy the South Coast. It's a great spot down here, and... We we live on the lake, so on Lake Anjala, and uh, we enjoy it. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Yeah, it certainly yeah. is. Hey, um, Ron, what's Grand Final Week hold in store for you, and where will you watch the big game on Sunday? Oh well, <laughs> I I, be, I go to the games, but I, I when I uh, go, I guess I've, I've trouble seeing it too. too far. You know, the eyes aren't, <laughs> the eyes aren't that place these days, so I've I've got to uh, yeah geez, have another look at it, but. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I'd rather, I'd sort of, I think I'd rather watch it on the TV. Fair enough. <laughs> so will you be there next Sunday or, or stay home and watch it at home? I'll watch it at home. No, yeah. Fair enough. And you're tipping Penrith, Ron? Oh, yeah. I'm tipping Penrith, I think, yeah. No, fair enough. Well, for our Parramatta fans out there, what <laughs> what do they need to do to win? Parramatta? Mm. Oh, well, they need to control, I think, uh, uh, Nathan Cleary to start with. They need to... They need to uh, stop those or uh, interfere with him when he's doing those those game those big kicks he does. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a big part of their game. Um, and and I think that you know that you've got to well and, and they've got the players to do it. I mean I mean I think that uh, you know that kick owl kick eye uh, kick owl is, uh, is what a great player he mm. is and for, for them and. He seems to be heavily involved in anything that goes on with him, you know. Yeah, he does. So yeah. they've got to control him. You know, there's a lot of things that have got to happen. But, I mean, um, I think that Brad Arthur's a good coach and I'm sure he'll, he'll be they'll be up to it. I mean, it won't be much in the game. I mean, South led 12-0 uh, last yesterday mm. night and, mm. and going really good. And then they just... Turned it over, Penrith didn't they? And, yeah. and turned them over, and you know, couldn't 
they couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't get the chocolates. No, they couldn't. Yeah, Penrith were, were just too good in the end. But yeah. hey, look, Ron, um, it's been a great honour to have you on the show. Um, more importantly, enjoy Grand Final week. It's going to be a huge game next Sunday, and uh, may the best yeah, team win. Will be. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Terrific. Thanks right. so much, Thanks, Ron. Ronnie. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good on you. There's Ron Cooter, true legend of the game. And why isn't he an immortal, Dino? Yeah, you I got some pull in this sport. I think he should be. <laughs> Put it this way, Ray. Those in the immortals aren't any better than Ron Coote. Mm. I'm not saying they're behind Ron Coote, yeah. but if there's a level line, they're all on the same line at the same level. Are you in, involved in that process at all? No, no. At the yeah. moment, there's no process, I don't think, Ray. I don't think there's any, at this point, as far as I know, any suggestions that there will be any more inductees okay. sooner rather than later. So, look, we'll just have to sit back and wait. But certainly, given his record, Captain Australia, World Cup, nine grand finals, you'd have to say Ron Coote oh. should be there somewhere, somehow. Yeah, yeah terrific uh, person, very humble, absolute legend of the game, and it was a great to have him on our show. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Hunter's Postmortem with Dean Lester. The evolution of Nature Strip, I think, is just remarkable from that precocious sort of course that we didn't know what we were going to get. Chris Roots. Taken four years and he's now just the perfect racehorse and it's going to take a good one to beat him in the Everest. Glenn Munsey. Whoever is in charge of getting him ready to let him go back into the stables of Chris Waller, I, I think they've done an outstanding job. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. The all-new Nissan Qashqai, X-Trail and Pathfinder arrive in Australia soon. Demand for these all-new SUVs is high, so visit your Nissan dealer today to place your order. Just went to Bottle Mart. How would you like your whiskey, hun? Well, that depends on what whiskey you bought. They had Grand Stripperwood 700ml for $41.99. Well, I would like that fine beverage served on the rocks with a twist of orange peel, please, my dear. Orange peel? It brings out the spicy vanilla sweetness. I'll have mine poured over ice with cola and an orange wedge. It's so refreshing that way. Ah, true. Two barrels make it good. The third makes it Grants. Stripperwood for a smoother taste. One-hour delivery available in selected areas. Just download our app. Catalogue specials out now at bottlemart.com.au. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop. looks set to win the world title everyone looks at each other Van Vleuten has pulled this one out of the hat here goes Sierra here goes Lotte Kopecky Van Vleuten on the right hand side is it going to be Rainbow Band Kopecky sprinting for all she is worth on the line it's going to be incredible Annabee Van Vleuten somehow wins a world title on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Uh, welcome back to the show. Cycling World Champs of World have been huge, Dino. Massive crowds. Um, been great for the, the area. I haven't caught up, the, to be honest with you, Ray, because of all the league. You've been too busy, yeah. I have been. I love this text. Sorry, Ray. Yep. Tim from Canberra. 
I read this morning that Brad Arthur is facing a selection dilemma about whether or not to select Jake on the bench. To make it easier on him, maybe there should be a gentleman's agreement that neither coach is allowed to pick their sons for the grand final. <laughs> Go, you wheels. Quite like that. <laughs> That's a good one, Tim. And by the way, we've got a winner for our 2022 Parramatta members cap. Graham from Toon Gabby has won it. So, Graham, congratulations. We'll get that out to you straight away so you can wear it on grand final day. Gary's here on the line. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ray. How are you, Gary? What do you got for us, mate? Mate, what I've got is the last two weeks, Parramatta Pack. I wouldn't swap with any pack in the competition. That's how well they've played. RCG's been outstanding, hasn't he? Everyone. Mm. Everyone's worked their backsides. Even Madison from the bench. Everyone's yeah. worked their backsides. But I'll say this. I'm very disappointed with the back line. They don't appreciate how hard they're working those forwards. So I'd like the back line to sit down and watch the forwards how they've played and understand and appreciate how hard they're working. That's a priority. They've got to play their best to beat the Panthers. The, the gold is, and it's not easy to do, you've got to keep the Panthers outside your 20. That is an absolute given. And it comes down to the kicking game. And I still can't believe we're just kicking high and long and then the bloke runs it back 20 metres. And he's awkward to tackle that bloke, that fullback. He's, he's good. He's very hard to tackle for some reason. What do you like about the back line, Gary? I mean, Moses has been in good form. Uh, Gutho's been good. Dylan Edwards has been... uh, 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 Dylan Brown's been good. No, Dean, Dean, you don't understand. The backs have got to be running hard and straight and and a quick play the ball. Well, they've got to be doing something, right? They're in the grand final. Dean, Dean, Clint, Clint, I won't won't bring him into it because he plays the same game each week. He's similar to the Roosters' fullback. He's always on the game, always in the game on the ball. I'm not picking on him. But it's a back line they can do better. And if they don't do better, they can't win. And we're here to win it. We're here to win it, Dean. And it's like the kicking game's going to keep us in the game and the backs will be just running hard and straight and playing, pushing up in support and playing the ball quickly. That's how you keep them on their toes. If you don't keep the opposition on their toes, you're not beating them because they're too good, too clinical. They will strangle you. So you, everyone's got to be in the game. It's a one-off game. and you, every, Look, they've got ability to play football. If they wouldn't be there. I'll say this. I'll say this. Cartwright's a joke being picked. I thought he must have been picked because he, he was picked for, to play in the centres. But what Cartwright runs across field and he's an arm tackler. He cannot be in this side. Is he kidding? He's out. Gary, he's getting, Gary. He's getting, up, he's getting worked up there. You can tell he's a passionate player. Oh, I love there. his passion. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it's... Difficult to understand how people could be critical of a side that's made the grand final. Yeah, and they're playing well. Yeah, Moses is playing well. Dylan Brown's going well. Penasini's been good. Sivo's been good. Gutho's, Gutho's been good. the heart and soul of the side. I so, can't work out yeah. why he would pick. Anyway, but you can tell he's passionate. He wants Paramount to win. Paramount good good luck line. next Sunday. Old Pete's on the line. Old Pete, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Terrific. What do you got for us, old Pete? I've been watching grand finals and international football and soccer grand finals every the one of grand final that really sticks in my mind in Sydney Town was the 1960 Inter-Dominion Grand Final Caduceus won. There was 55,000 people around Harold Park. I remember you thought oh. you were in the... You yeah. thought you were in the showbag hall on Good Friday at the Easter show. There was that many people. Was, was that Cardigan Bay's year? year no, Cardigan Bay was after him. Cardigan okay. Bay broke down in Perth and yep. um, Fitzpatrick's horse won it, uh, James Scott. 
But Caduce is what a horse. What a horse, yeah. Run yeah. 36 yards, little pony. Mm. And he beat Apmat, who went to America and won races. Yeah. So it was a mighty, mighty performance. It was a golden era of the trots, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was a golden yeah. era of the trots. But it was just a spectacular. It was a beautiful, warm night. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it was like, Sydney at its best. Oh. That's what I can say. Great yeah. memories, old Pete. Love it. Yeah. I used to love the night of the trots. It was fantastic. Uh, Gary's got a few people. Fired Unsettled on up. the text yeah. line. Snackers from Canberra says, Gary's a flog. <laughs> He's a pest on another radio station too. Give him the Tane Mill treatment. <laughs> Bit harsh. And Michael texts in, hey, boys, do you know this guy's a twit? Seriously. I'm not going to say that. Gary's a regular He's and he does get power. passionate. I yeah. think sometimes it gets a little on top of Gary mm. and he knows it. His grand but, final week. You know, He's excused. Good on I, I'm, I'm glad he's in the moment. And I'm glad he loves his team. We better bring some class and decorum back to the show. Coming up next, Tanya with the sports update. On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. Penrith is into its third straight NRL grand final, defeating Souths last night in the prelim final at a course stadium, 32 points to 12. The Rabbitohs led 12-0 before the Panthers put on 32 unanswered points, starting with a brilliant 70-metre intercept and run to score by Brian To'o. So begins the Battle of the West, Penrith versus Parramatta in the 2022 decider next Sunday. In grand finals today at Combank Stadium at 11 o'clock, it's the President's Cup with Hills Bulls taking on the Maitland Pickers. At one o'clock, Jersey Flag, Newcastle play Penrith. And at three, the New South Wales Cup, Penrith again take on Canterbury. In NRLW semi-finals at Suncorp today, the Knights play the Dragons at 2.05. That's followed by the Roosters versus the Eels. And that to be followed by the Prime Minister's 13 versus the PNG women's match. And at 7.35, it's the men's match. Still in Queensland and in the Host Plus Cup Grand Final yesterday, the North Devils 16 beat the Dolphins 10 in Redcliffe. And in the English Super League Grand Final overnight, St Helens won a record-breaking fourth consecutive title, defeating Leeds 24 points to 12. Geelong were crowned AFL champions yesterday, embarrassing Sydney by 81 points in the grand final at the MCG. The Cats won the decider 133-52, led at every break, dominated in every area of the game and were never troubled. Isaac Smith won the Norm Smith medal. It was one of the biggest wins in AFL grand final history. It was on the Wallabies' night in the second Bledisloe rugby match in New Zealand last night. The All Blacks won 40 points to 14 and kept their 36-year win record at Eden Park against the Aussies intact. 15 handling errors to the All Blacks. Six didn't help. Neither did two first-half yellow cards. Acting Wallabies captain James Slipper described the performance as very disappointing. While South Africa beat Argentina 38-21 to but needed 40-plus points to go to the top of the table, so New Zealand has won the rugby championships. Jackano has emerged as a likely the Tab Everest contender after his Golden Rose win yesterday at Rose Hill Gardens. His odds have been slashed from $34 to 15 for the big race at Royal Randwick on October 15. Trainer Mick Price told Ray Indino this morning, Coolmore is one slot holder interested in the horse. At Sandown today, it's a clash of the heavyweights between Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, Mr Brightside and Alligator Blood in the Group 1 Underwood Stakes. While last night at Wentworth Park, the running of the Million Dollar Chase, the world's richest greyhound race, was won by McInerney. 
The internationals have caught some ground on the U.S. team on day three of the President's Cup in North Carolina, starting the day 10-3 down. After today's fourth round four balls, the U.S. lead 11-7. Fifteen and a half points are needed for the victory and 12 singles matches are scheduled for tomorrow's final day. Australia takes on Serbia tonight in a Women's Basketball World Cup match in Sydney. The result of the match will determine the final placings in Group B. The Opals are coming off a comfortable win over Mali on Friday night. The Socceroos play the, play the New Zealand All-Whites in a second friendly today at Eden Park. Their first home game in five years. And Australia play India in the third men's T20 cricket match in Hyderabad. In his first appearance since winning Wimbledon, Novak Djokovic easily beat Francis TFO in a singles match 6-1-6-3 at the Labour Cup in London after day two with one day to play. Team Europe lead Team World 8-4. 13 points are needed for victory. Meantime, an era came to an end early Saturday morning when Roger Federer played his last game, partnering Rafa Nadal in a doubles match. They lost the game against Jack Sock and Francis TFO, but the day belonged to Federer, who was extremely emotional. I find that always funny. We always blame my mom for everything because without her, I wouldn't be here, of course. So thanks to my parents. You've been amazing. Thank you. And uh, just everybody. Too many people to thank. It's just been incredible. My God. Fantastic night. Thank you, everybody. He went on to say that how much he loved the game, what it meant to him, what it provided him, how he felt so lucky to have been given that talent to be able to nurture and develop over the years yeah. to get to where he was. Um, but without sounding too schmaltzy, I think Tannis has a lot to thank him for. Yeah, well, well said, Haven't they? Yeah. yeah. And, and indeed that generation of absolute superstars. Nadal's almost, I won't say modelled himself on Federer's behaviour, it's the wrong thing to say, but he's very similar in what he, in his generosity with fans and those sorts of things. And I think they, they've both dragged Djokovic and Murray along with him, don't yeah, you think? I definitely think so. And yeah. speaking of, of Rafa, he was sitting next to Federer at one stage just bawling like yeah. a baby. Yeah. Like it was just a big blood fest. It yeah. was, it was really, you know, it was lovely. Yeah. It was really nice, lovely. Yeah. I'm uh, glad he's out now. I just got the feeling toward the end he was just slowing down on the court for obvious reasons. Knee, he had that he's knee 40. Problem, yeah. But I'm just glad he didn't go that extra year where he was getting bundled out in rounds well, well, one that, or two by people who wouldn't tie his laces in his heyday. That knee injury robbed him of that last year and probably. He's sitting at home thinking, well, I'm not going to come back now. And no. he's, he's done it the right way, as he did right throughout his career pretty much. Yeah, yeah. timed everything really well. Mm. Anyway, I love these stories as well. Remember this year when England beat Germany in the European Champions yeah. League final and had that record crowd of 87,192, yeah. which was a record for a men, a man, men or women's European Champions final. Well, Arsenal played Tottenham at Emirates Stadium um, might have been overnight, and drew 47,367, which is a record women's regular wow. match. Okay. That's huge. Isn't yeah. that extraordinary? That's good. Yeah. Women's 000. sport's taken off, Tim. It certainly is. It's doing really well. Come back yeah. for nipple? No. Uh, no, that won't be happening. Mm. Anyways, big day tomorrow out at um, Kellyville uh, Sports Park where it's Parramatta's training base just on Memorial Avenue there at 9 o'clock. Um, they're making a big day of it. It's a training session for the Eels and it's school holidays, so hopefully a lot of the kids can get out there. Food trucks, jumping castles, merchandise. Get out there and support the boys. A lot of, a lot of people are worried about us, Ted. About, about mm. us. 
oh, look, I won't be happy until I get those tickets in my hands, seriously, oh, or email exactly. on my email as it is these days. These tickets are going to be very, very hard to get. Mm -hmm. So I'll be on the, the on the on the internet or on the on the computer at. Um, 10 o'clock. How are we going to handle it? If Penrith win, Ray, uh, Tan, mm -hmm. and Ray just looks a little bit smug or no, there's that. just a little sideward no. fist pump, Dino, will, will there be a Dino, don't do that? Dino, he knows, he knows better. He knows <laughs> better than that. Gone the last couple of seasons, he knows better. But you know who I do think of? I think of my brother mm. and, and I who were there at the 86 grand final, how long ago that was. But my nephew, Jack, who's 30. And he's as mad a uh, para fan as we are. He was born into it. He had no choice, obviously. And he's 30 you've and he's seen never it. seen yeah. a premiership win. Can yeah, you believe that? He's 30 years of age and he's never seen a Paramount. He's there every week yep. following them, you know, complaining and, and <laughs> jumping when they're doing well. And in 30 years of age and he still hasn't seen a premiership that's, win. That's young. There are people who are 36. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Who have never seen who one. They're, they're, mid, mid, yeah, they're middle yeah, age. Yeah. So my advice to Brad Arthur, after they're finished at Kellyville tomorrow, they have a day <laughs> off and then they've got the Dallium on Wednesday. Those days off, they, they don't, I think the fitness and everything is there. Yeah. They need to line up on an oval, oval, all in single file. They need to get a cannon or something to shoot a ball up as high as it can go <laughs> and spend the next six days <laughs> catching, not necessarily whack a blake, anybody, catching yeah. catching the ball that's gone up because that is what is going to happen. He's merciless it, too, Nathan. It's yeah. going to be as, as clear as, as, clear as you know, yeah. as, they're as sure as the sun will rise. But what, what, what were you thinking Friday night? Seriously, 12 all then down 2012. Well, yeah. what was, where was I when there was five minutes to go? She couldn't watch... Dina, Bolted. No, yeah, I was ironing my son's uh, work uniform Went for the next day. Went upstairs twice for no reason at all, just to get away from the TV. I do that. I wander a lot. Yeah. And Ray says, come on, Tan, come back. I says, I can't watch it, I can't watch it. But no, I couldn't watch the last five minutes. <laughs> it was just too much. Well, if we get there on Sunday, you have to say I watch. know. I just <laughs> go under a ch under one of the seats or something. <laughs> no, anyway, good on your ten. Good, big week ahead. Big week ahead for us. Hey, Dino, um, what's the plan of attack for us this week, just for you? In particular, we go to both clubs. How, how how does it work for you? Like, does Mobsy and Buzz say, right, you're doing Penrith this no, week, or you're no, doing they just, this week? They'll just generally leave me alone. I've already got a few ideas of the potential stories. As I said, both clubs will open up to the media. There'll be media opportunities provided by the NRL through the week, perhaps at the Dally M's. There might even be a uh, a dual. Uh, press conference where both coaches and captains turn up. There, there'll be plenty of uh, opportunities to sell the game. I don't think they'll need to sell a game rate in terms of selling the tickets. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. will go bang. In a flash. I think in within the first 15, 20 minutes on Monday yeah. morning and then Tuesday morning. I think by Tuesday, 10.30, yeah. it will be officially a sellout. Yeah, no, can't wait for it. It's going to be huge. Listen to Dino and Ray in a big sports breakfast weekend. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Braidwood, 87.6 FM. Maruya, 98.5 FM. Parks, 99.9 FM. And Jindabyne, 102.7 FM. The all-new Nissan Qashqai, X-Trail and Pathfinder arrive in Australia soon. Demand for these all-new SUVs is high, so visit your Nissan dealer today to place your order. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. 
Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with the biggest range of shirts, pants, boots and high-vis. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop workwear shop. Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing, headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom. Surround yourself with world-class thoroughbreds, fashion and food for a spectacular carnival celebration. Enjoy a day of majestic racing, then party with rock royalty at an electric performance from Australia's ultimate Queen tribute band, Tab Epsom Day, where stories are made. Saturday, October 1st, Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Ray, I've always got to read these Garlow's pies at about quarter two and I'm starving. Do you have breakfast in the morning? No, I don't. I don't have time. Deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin and filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlow's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlow's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought, Ray. Take a night off from cooking and grab a Garlow's family pie. For the whole crew, they're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlow's Pies by name. Garlow's Pies, they're thin on pastry, they're big on meat. Quinlan on the charge, Butler. But Fongavini did well. There's an offload. This will be play on here for Parramatta. Anderson's got it. Gets away from one, gets away from two, gets a pass to Charrington. Yeah! The Eels! Electric! Coming up to the hour mark in this game, here is Jack Wellsby, Young Player of the Year once again. Little kick, little try for Mark Percival. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. It's grand final week. The countdown is on to next Sunday, and who better to talk about it than our next guest, Phil Buzz Rothfield. Buzz, good morning. How many grand finals for you, mate, when you walked to Acor Stadium on Sunday? Mate, I haven't been counting, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I was just talking off air to Tanya about my favourite, one of my favourite grand final moments was actually off field, and I'll never forget it. I was in the auditorium, at Parramatta Leagues Club in 1981. It was just packed, and I heard Jack Gibson say, ding, dong, the witch is dead. And it was such a historic moment in rugby league, their first title. Yeah, I'll never forget they burnt down Cumberland Oval that night (laughs) for Grandstand. There's another really fun thing I'll never forget too. A lot of the Newtown players came to the club afterwards. And I can still remember seeing Philip Gus Gould walking in for a beer with the Parramatta players afterwards after losing. The players used to love a beer together from opposing teams in those days. There's not enough of it now. Buzz, last night's game, South led 12-0, got run down quite handsomely in the end. Now, Latrell went into the game. Uh, in brilliant form, but I thought he was he was off last night. It wasn't the, the Latrell we've come to 
the rock star that we've come to get used to in the last month or so. Yeah, he's a rock star, a rock bulldog. But uh, I was looking at the Sunday Telegraph ratings of, of Latrell last night, and he got a 4.5. And, look, I think that was a pretty fair assessment of his performance. A mate of mine sent me a text and said he looks more like a Ford Laser than a Ferrari, which, look, I thought was a bit harsh. And um, You still read it out. Sorry? <laughs> you still read it out. Well, you know, I yeah, no, it's I, fair. I, it's I, fair. I want to give people a background. The sort the keyboard warriors are after him. Buzz, if um, you get the raps, you got to cop a few brickbats along the way. No, and look, Dylan Edwards was outstanding, and and I'll give you these stats. I'm writing about it tomorrow. Latrell made 55 meters. Edwards made 248 meters. Latrell had seven runs. Edwards had 25 runs. And what the stats didn't show is Latrell through a couple of wayward passes that put unnecessary pressure on his teammates. But what I'm saying is, hold the phone. This guy, since he came back from the United States, has carried the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm convinced they would not have made the top eight this year without him. Everything they do, is, you know, he rides on him. And I don't want to, I don't want to bash him. I, I don't want to... You know, he didn't turn up last night. It wasn't Latrell, but you know what? Bradman got a duck one day, didn't he? Yeah, no, Buzz, I'm not going to bash him either. I think he's yeah. been on another level in the last six, eight weeks. He has, yeah. he, I reckon, personally, he has lifted South to the prelim for a side that midway through the year were going to be lucky to make the finals. Yeah, and possibly. he has lifted this final series, Buzz, with his excitement, with his antics, with his ability, with his power. I'm a remember huge fan. This training dog. Remember, and he said, "Oh, the Ferraris in the garage." You know? Correct. Hmm. Remember, he called himself Twelve Milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The love. With, you don't want cliches from hmm. NRL superstars. This guy is a one in a million, and um, but he was disappointing last night. Um, South, great start, but clearly outpointed by a better side. Yeah, they were. Yeah, a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. Buzz, first you the bunker and um, well, a few bad calls again in both prelims. I know Dino's thoughts. What What's your thoughts on the bunker? What, Should we see what, more of it think, or less of it? I think I've got a solution, Ray, and, mm. and, and I spoke to Peter Volandis last week about it. I don't necessarily think he's going to run with it, but I, I just wanted to give him my thoughts. I totally agree with Bulldog that there is too much of the bunker. I would like to see it stay, though, for try-scoring situations and also for captain's challenges. Just those two. Mm. Now, if there's a bad... It'll, teams won't be able to waste captain's challenges. But if we had a forward pass as blatant as it was the other night, Friday, which led night. To, uh, Friday night, which led to the first try of the game, there's a challenge, and it'd stop it. And the, but this would take all the stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Keep it there for these bit. And I, I'm like you when when a forward pass is so blatant, I think they should be able to. Technology is there. Use it. Yeah, but I agree with Dog. So under this system, I'm talking about you wouldn't mm. be able to use it unless you're a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. because it'd be tactically inept to to to, to use it when. Not necessary. Buzz, let me just interrupt. Uh, just a little bit of breaking news. The NRL charge sheet has just come out. Viliami Kikau has been charged. 
shoulder charge, grade one, second offence, early plea, three thousand okay. dollars. Guilty at panel, two matches. So Viliami Kikau free to play in the grand final with a fine. Charlie Staines, shoulder charge, first offence, uh, looking at a fifteen hundred dollar to two thousand dollar fine too. So Charlie Staines free to play. So big news there, Buzz. Kikau yeah. and Staines. Uh, Luai. Uh, not charged right. at all, so he is free to play. Tane Milno, Buzz, yeah. uh, reckless, third and subsequent offence, guilty six weeks. Ooh. Sorry, early plea six weeks, guilty at panel seven weeks. So six to seven weeks for Tane Milne. Well, that's interesting because I was walking out of the building last night and I was talking to a few of the Fox Sports news people that I bumped into in the foyer and I tipped six weeks for that horrible, horrible stiff arm. Mm. But you know what? I've bagged the match review committee for much of the year, but I think they've got it right with Billy Kickow and uh, the other contentious ones last night. Good on them. You don't deserve to miss a grand final for that. Thought he could have been sin bin, though, last night. Mm. It was yeah, certainly it was a shoulder charge, wasn't it, Buzz? Yeah, there was a shoulder charge the night before that was Sinbin. I think Tao Malolo hit the head of the opponent. Yeah, yeah. That was mm. probably the difference, Buzz. Buzz, in your column today, um, what's the buzz? You got a fascinating interview with Brandon Smith. Yeah. Just run us through what he said and how you found him. Oh, look, I like him because, you know what, he's like Luttrell and he's not programmed. He's He talks as he sees it and... Look, um, there was a lot of speculation around his departure from Melbourne Storm which um, and that he'd fallen out with Craig Bellamy. He strongly denied that. Was a lovely, uh, it was a lovely anecdote he gave me that after that loss to the Raiders, Craig Bellamy walked over to him, embraced him, really lovely cuddle, but then kissed him on the forehead and said, look, thanks for everything you've done at this club. And mm. to me, that's a sign of, you know, a, a pair that have fallen out. Um he spoke about that interview at the start of the year with YKTR, which I think you were the one who counted the F-bomb 61 times. I did. Yourself. I got absolutely hammered for that one, but I stand by the story. I think it had to be told, Buzz, that yeah, know, his look, potty mouth wasn't good enough in today's age. Yeah, yeah. He, he spoke about that and he said, look, my mouth just rambles. It's who I am. It's, it's my DNA. I'm reading those quotes out. He said people closest to him know he wouldn't deliberately say anything hurtful. And and I'm prepared to run with that. Um, The other interesting part, everyone thinks how the Roosters going to squeeze him in under the salary cap. Well, Brandon Smith was very open about his payments next year and revealed he was taking $200,000 a year less. And he could have got at Redcliffe, $100,000 less than he could have got at Storm all because, look, he wants to play in a strong club and he wants to start at hooker, and he, that he couldn't do at Melbourne Storm. So, no, it was a fascinating interview, and, and I, I like characters. I like him in Munster Dog. Yeah, no, it's a great interview, and that's in What's the Buzz column. Uh, Buzz, do you want to talk GF? We'll do plenty of that next Sunday, but something I want to ask you firstly also in your column today, and it's about Mario Fennick. Dino was talking about it earlier. That was um, extraordinary viewing last Sunday, Buzz. Um, oh. it, it was it was sad to watch, wasn't it? It was, and I spoke to Bulldog during the interview, during an ad break, and we were both in tears, you know. Mm-hmm. We've both been very close to Mario for a long period of time. Look, but um, 
I, I spoke to Russell Crowe via email during the week and uh, his thoughts uh, insisted were off the record, but he did confirm that he had spoken to the very wealthy owners, Mike Cannon-Brooks and James Packer, about the situation. They've asked their CEO, Blake Solly, to meet with uh, Mario's family in the off-season and to, you know, double-check their financial position and what's going to be required for long-term care. They'd like to get behind a testimonial, which I think Mario has more than earned for his contribution mm. to rugby league on and off the field. And I think um, we're never, ever going to have a nice ending to this story because of his the, the, the brain disease or the brain damage, but... I think at the end of the day, we are going to be able to say he will have a comfortable existence and some great people are going to rally around this fella and he certainly deserves it. That's great news. And for Mario's wife and family, that that's very, very welcome news. Hey, um, Buzz, let's talk grand final. Um, the countdown is on the next Sunday. Must excite you when you get two traditional rivals going at it for a packed house at a core stadium? Oh, it really does, Ray. I, I think this will be a, a grand final for the ages and there, there, there's so many great stories. You know, I think there's five or six players who are playing their final games for Penrith and Parramatta combined together. I, I love I love stories like Regan Campbell-Gillard mm. um, and I wrote about it this morning how he's sort of a reject player Ivan Cleary moved him on from Penrith and then Brad Fittler moved him on from the New South Wales origin side and Freddie had to sit there on the sideline and watch with a better view than any of us the other night. But there's so many individual stories like that. And then you look at the halves. You look at Mitchell Moses. What a player. He's up against Cleary and that massive boot. You look at Edwards versus Gutherson. No one talks about them like Tedesco or Latrell or or Tommy Turbo. But those two, it's so exciting, this game. It really, really is. There's matchups all over the park. You, you know, even Jerome Luai and Dylan Brown. Yeah. It's fascinating. Isn't that exciting, mm. oh. guys? Yeah, I can't wait, Buzz. It's just a, a, a dream for the NRL too, is it, to get mm. the two great rivals in Western Sydney going head-to-head. Buzz, um, I, I said to Ray earlier in the show that this is Penrith's third successive grand final, but I think to be regarded as one of the great modern-day teams, you have to have won two. If they lose this week, I, I don't think they have that status. Do you agree? Oh, geez, that's a tough one, dog. Three in a row very, very special. I guess it's the circumstances. If they were to lose, you know, they get beaten golden point by a field goal or... I mean, Zorba brought up Manly Buzz in the mid eight, uh, mid nineties. They made three, only won one, and and the Roosters in the early two thousands only won one of three. Yeah, that was so when that, Ricky was there. Yeah, right? so they probably lose their place in history. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, the Roosters won a couple, didn't they, with Robbo? And, yep. And um, look, it's probably fair comment, dog. Um, you know, I've had a really good look at both rosters. The, the, the guys at work, Bobsy and Jimmy Silver, uh, our bosses, have, have asked me to value the, the two teams, which I did at the start of the year, valued all six. And they've come up well over the salary cap, both sides, way, way over it. And I want to give their management a wrap for that because there's definitely no rorting going on. But what they've able to do is very strategically manage both these sides. 
Cats and um, and and pay a few of the boys there. They've proven this year under the under the cap. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Buzz, what does Grand Final week look like for you, mate? Oh, mate, it's busy. Um, do they don't do the breakfast anymore, dog? Or no, I think it's gone, Buzz. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gone. Dally M's Wednesday night, Buzz. Yeah, well, I'll whack the black tie on, mate. I, look, I've got a couple of three, NRL 360s over at Fox Sports, and on Wednesday I'll race across to the Winks function room. Um, Are the buttons on the old penguin suit a little fragile these days, Phil? They're not actually, do you? Okay. I've managed one of the few years to control my waistline reasonably <laughs> well, unlike what I can say about you and your three or four chins. <laughs> oh, we're going to get personal, are we? I didn't realise. Hey, Buzz, what's... Oh, watched... Look, Ray, Ray, <laughs> I, I don't want to bag your mate there, but I did watch you on NRL tonight, okay, with your back pages in the background, all that. Mate, you have put on... You have put on weight. I haven't put on weight. You have? I haven't, because the scales don't lie. Oh, right, okay. TV and makes and I didn't realise we were going to get personal because I'm happy oh. to start now, albeit one past ten. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring up the cheeks. No, no. Cheeks. You know what, Phil? <laughs> I'm not like you. I'm going to be a bit more thorough, yeah, professional, and I'm above this. Hey, hey, Buzz, can you watch out for our little mate on Wednesday night? He's got a long week ahead. He doesn't want to go off too early at the Dally M's. Well, they're reasonable. It's not like the old days, Ray. They're, they're pretty tame and... They're still a great night. Mm. I remember my favourite story ever from a Rothmans medal was Johnny Raper was sitting opposite John Singleton. They had an argument, you know, midway through the night. Singer just got up and head butted. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Singer. Ah, the good old days. Poor old Chook's uh, head finished up in his entree, you know. <laughs> hey, Buzz, well, Dino, just quickly on that, who wins M and who wins Coach of the Year, Buzz? Coach of the Year... Um, I think it's got to be the Cowboys coach. Um, Todd Payton, yeah. Todd Payton. I think to drag them from where we predicted, Wooden Spoon or 15, to where they were the other night, I thought he handled it with a lot of class too in, at his after-match press conference. Play of the year, geez, that's tough. I'm going to go with Canola boy, Nico Hines. Yeah, I, I, I'll go Ben Hunt. I think he might have just done enough to get across the line. He had a terrific year for Saints and for Queensland. And I think Todd Payton deserves it, uh, given where he took the Cowboys to where they were expected to finish, which was in the last two or three. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's yeah. tough on Ivan Cleary. Cause it is, Buzz. He's a runaway winner of that um, yeah. minor premiership. 30 in a row. Hey, Buzz, we'll, and Dina will analyse the grand final in depth next Sunday. Um, enjoy grand final week, boys, and thanks for joining us as always, Buzz. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you later, Chin. <laughs> See you, Fatso. Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Mick Wallace will look over today's meeting at Bathurst. Uh, Priscilla Looker will preview Port Macquarie. The BSB is back tomorrow morning at 5.30 with Gerard Middleton, Laurie Daly and Michael Clark. If you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Dino, enjoy Grand Final Week, mate. I will. You too, Rach. Should be a great week. It always is. A couple of Sydney sides. Always makes it nice and juicy. And bring on the game next Sunday. Should be an absolute the, belter. The countdown is on. Thank you for listening over the last three hours. Enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy your sport.